Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. SFL Nation, thank you for joining me again back here on uh, Inside the League with GM Nelson Lozano. It's a pleasure having you uh, this evening. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, very, very huge night tonight um, when it comes down to who we have in store, right? Uh, we have uh, a lot to talk about so far. We got uh, Jacob Bovet and Mel Davis, who should be on the show shortly. Um, on, uh, on uh, talking about some recent news that uh, we've been able to uh, uh, have recently, right? Uh, we um, have some news with the fleet that I would love to share once they get on the air. Uh, but until we get them on the air, um, I do want to make sure uh, I say that for then. And then afterwards, we're going to have OJ Bruin on the show. And then after OJ Bruin is on, we will have Cam also on the show, which should be very exciting. Our commissioner, of the SFL, uh, had him on the show before, and it's going to be awesome to have him on the show again. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about while we're waiting for these gentlemen to join on the show. Uh, let's kind of talk about um, the draft as a whole, right? And um, this draft for us was. A huge, 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 huge um, win for us, right? We feel that we were able to get a a player who will help us continue with the trend that we've been able to do, right? So um, I, I think again, it's it's something that I think we will look back and say, hey, this was a really good draft just for the player that that we have now and. Um, what we're looking to do going forward. So, very exciting stuff. Um, what we'll have a little bit later on, um, and we should have Jacob and Mel on shortly to, to discuss some of the news that has happened with uh, with the fleet themselves. So, uh, while we're waiting for them to come in uh, as well, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's happening, too, um, that I think, again, uh, we kind of forget that's happening, which is the All-Star game, right? We have our our uh, East and West game, and the best of the best, and, and you know, it, it kind of feels a little bit off, I guess, because I'm so used to this happening a little bit before. Um, we watch these games and then and then the draft, right? But uh, this time around, we kind of have it a little bit uh, spun around. So um, it's going to be exciting to see that. When when I saw it, it looked like that was going to be on the uh, what was it? The 11th, if I'm not mistaken, of this month. So um, 
it, it, it's going to be exciting to kind of see everybody put together and, you know, really see everybody play play their parts that they've, 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 they played on their teams and see the best of the best be out there on the field. That's going to be pretty awesome to see. Now, um, while, again, you know, we're just waiting for Mel and waiting for uh, Jacob to, to jump on, uh, it's, again, you know, this off season, I, this off season has felt so different just because we didn't have as much work to do. You know, we this time around we didn't we didn't need um, we didn't need so many needs that we we need in the past, right? And and this is like I tell a lot of folks has been my proudest moment, I guess, because you start seeing everything come together and. <sighs> You know, you take a step back. Sometimes, a lot of times, we don't we don't go ahead and um, and take a step back to see what we did over this period of time. And um, you know, I'm just looking back, and I'm very thankful what we've been able to accomplish. And you know, that kind of goes with the announcement as well. Um, the the announcement that we we're trying to share, and, and I see Mel is now on the call. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Hey, Mel, how's it going? What's up, Nelson? How you feeling this evening, brother? I'm feeling good. How about yourself? Doing well, man. Doing well. So before earlier, you know, uh, before we we got on the show, we wanted to make sure um, we kind of make this announcement out there um, if folks didn't see. And and I'll give you a moment to go ahead and uh, if you like introduce some of the information, some of the things that we just released recently. Um, about some changes in in our in our um, in our in our coaching staff. So again, you know, I have to blow the whistle because it's all respects to our head coach Mel Davis. Uh, but Mel, go ahead and share with the folks what we were able to accomplish this um, this week uh, in changes of our coaching staff. Well, we just upgraded our coaching staff. Is <clears throat> what we did. We after last year's um, adventures through the season. And um, doing the things, accomplishing the things we accomplished, we reevaluated ourselves in the off season like we always do. And it's all about trying to get better, uh, trying to improve your your team's presentation, trying to improve our, our players' uh, experience. But most importantly, we sat down, talked to uh, Zeke, and uh, having him been the uh, offensive coordinator with Tacoma, and actually I think he spent two years in the SFLM doing that. We sat down and talked because he, he actually spent some time, he and I last year, and kind of went through things as to the possibility of um, working with our offense and uh, looking at different new innovative ways we could present things. Because Zeke and I, as everybody who doesn't know, we're cousins, and we've been doing this together for a very long time. So having the opportunity uh, to bring it together where we could do this at the SFLM, him from SFLM and me and SFL level is just, you know, awesome. You know, it's like a dream come true. But him having the opportunity to spend two years in SFLM and understand how this game works in the SFL way, because we already understood how all pro worked, because, Lord, we played this game years ago and uh, enjoyed it. But now having the opportunity to put it all together and work together uh, on from the offensive standpoint, with his philosophy, his philosophical offensive ideas, 
my philosophical offensive ideas and merged with, you know, the, the way we work as a team couldn't have had a, a better scenario. So we're looking for even more improvements this year as our team is, has grown, our offensive players have grown, and most importantly, you know, we made some changes in the off season at, at quarterback and, and all due respects to um, our, our prior quarterback, Matt South, who's a great guy and uh, it was great to work with Matt. We just felt like it was, you know, time to potentially move on to something uh, different scheme-wise and had the, the amazing opportunity to draft Mr. O.J. Bruin. And uh, we're yeah. excited, man. We're excited about what's in front of us. We're excited about our future and uh, really looking to innovatively take our offensive game planning uh, to another level. And we all know what our defense does, and it is, you know. <laughs> Last year we brought on Art Vandalay to be our defensive coordinator, and he did an amazing job with an amazing squad that we set out in the very first season to draft. Defense wins championships, right? So yeah. that's what we put out there. That's what we were able to develop. We've been kind of continuing to develop. We've got a group of guys that believe in what we're doing. And credit to all the people and the players and the guys and the teammates in the locker room and the front office and every office there is for us to be where we are this year and, and still be together. It's because we believe in each other, man. We believe in this, this system that we've created, and it's just exciting. It's exciting to see where, where we're going. So, um, as we say, all hands on deck. Battle yeah, ready. And, brick and, by brick, and I think, right? <laughs> I was, yeah, and I was going to say, you know, Zeke's also been, um, been helping out a lot when it came down to uh, the, uh, you know, with Tacoma, right? So Zeke is is a is a offensive coordinator over there at, with the in the minors with the Tacoma Grizzlies, and we've seen some of the great stuff he's been able to implement there as well. So I feel like with, with like you were saying, hey, the history that we have, plus you know the experiences, and then yeah, he brings another aspect to the offense that um, helps us kind of be even more dynamic, as as we like to say. So. Um, it is great to see that, and yeah, you're right. You know, the the pick that we recently have made uh, has been, you know, uh, amazing to see. You know, what we we've been envisioning our offense to be. And all due respects, you're right. All due respects to um, you know our previous quarterback. Uh, it, it, we we hope for the best. You know, in his in his career path right now, uh, that he's on another team. Uh, but this is where we felt the most confident in, in doing so and building this roster up. You know, we we kind of mentioned about the whole, hey, for three seasons, we've been, um, you know, really building this thing up. And, 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 you know, to get that final piece of a quarterback is huge. So um, it, it's it's been awesome. You know, that was that was the biggest thing that was hard to contain. Right. We said that. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah, you know, but... looking at the draft and, and not sure. And, you know, we were we, to be honest, you know, we were a little nervous. You know, trades were happening and they were happening such at a rapid pace. You know, trades in this league are very rare. So the actual yeah, people they, they, took they advantage are. of it. Yeah. People actually taking advantage yeah, they, of it was. They're, they're rare, and, and we, you and I both talk about this all the time. The draft is a fluid situation, and you have so many guys that draft differently, so many teams that look at different aspects of what's important to them, which is what makes all this that much more fun. And, you know, you, we do our homework. We, we did our homework with – we interviewed, I think, every quarterback out there. 
And in that context, and in, in interviewing with those quarterbacks and, and working with them and trying to figure out how they might fit into our team and and really sat down and innovatively put together what I like to call the, the combines <laughs> so that we could see how these guys might work in our system. And uh, when it all said and done, yeah, I think we had narrowed it down to three. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, we said to ourselves, if OJ is there, then that's where we're going to go. And if he wasn't, then there were other guys on our list, you know, that we would have been happy to, to go with as well. But uh, you know, the amazing part is we had the opportunity to get the man we wanted and uh, is our number one, and we're getting ready to lock and load for this season, man, and see what that brings to bear. Yeah, I think it's going to be very exciting. And, you know, thank you to every single person who talked to us. You know, we, like I, I as mentioned before, we went almost to every single quarterback all the way almost to the bottom bottom right um so we went ahead and spoke to a lot of people in in this process and we wanted to ensure that we give everybody an opportunity to speak ahead of us and it was an awesome experience you know we met a lot of great potential qbs some of those qbs didn't get drafted this time around but i I could tell you that for the most part every every qb we spoke to was a, a a a terrific person a great you know had good performance on the field uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you, you can only choose one. And we, we mentioned that before, right? Everybody was one. so good. And, and every last one of those guys had an amazing personality and would fit amazingly in anybody's locker room. <clears throat> and I think that's what we were excited and kind of bummed at the same time because we said, wow, you know, if there were other positions available. And uh, just so happened, you know, some of these guys, the quarterback thing wasn't working out or they wanted to do something different. Boy, there was some really high caliber people in that position. And uh, for those that didn't make it, uh, I just say heads up, keep your head up, bring it back next year, do what you have to do, and your opportunity will unfold. It's there. But the most important thing is, you know, to stay positive and stay focused on – going back to the SFL and doing what you have to do and growing and create that leadership and just ask yourself, what could I do different next time around? And uh, who knows? Sky's are the limits. Yeah, sky's the limits, Mel. And, you know, it's, it's going to be very exciting to see what uh, the team looks like in the future, right? We were able to sign 19 of our 20 players again, uh, three three drafts down, right? And, and I think this is to the point where we are so confident in in the roster, even more than we were before. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens. Well, thank you again, Mel, for joining me this evening. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's not going to be the last time we talk. We got a lot of plans in in the future to talk beforehand. Um, but you, thank you again for joining me and sharing that great information with with everybody on how Zeke is now the assistant OC of the Portland Fleet. With you know, um, and 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 helping yourself, you know, really build this office house. So very exciting stuff. Uh, but I appreciate you this evening and thank you for, uh, uh, help me share that news. I appreciate you too, Nelson. And, uh, everybody out there, stay safe, be blessed. And just remember hashtag battle ready hashtag the championship road starts today. You guys have a blessed weekend and happy fourth to everyone. And thank you to Mel Davis for, uh, you know, jumping on today, and he's right, right? We have July 4th coming up this weekend, and it's a long weekend for a lot of people, and I hope you stay safe and have a great uh, July 4th with friends and family and really enjoy that. So uh, without further ado, I do want to introduce our next guest. I'm very excited about this one. We just spoke about him 
about uh, uh, people who have, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, we chosen and, and who ends up being our QB, uh, our QB of the Portland Fleet, OJ Bruin. OJ, how you doing? Good, what's good, what's good? How's it going, man? It's, it's great to finally be able to speak to you uh, yes, freely, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> we've been, you know, we've been talking for, whew, how long has it been now? Um, you're probably talking, eesh, it, it's been, it's a while, right? It's been a few, yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, like since, since April, minute. right? And you spoke <laughs> yeah. to with, with our owner even before that, right? So, yeah. yep. you know, it, it's just, it's just awesome to finally be able to get you on air and get you to share, you know, your story, share who you are, right? Why we ended up yeah. deciding to choose you because as you saw, right, and, and it, I would always hit you up and say, hey, um, I know you see this mock, right? And you'd be like, yeah, yeah. you know, they, it's funny, right? They, they really do think that, you know, I'm going to be going somewhere else. And, you know, this was the game plan all along. And, and this is what I kind of been always sharing with folks, right? Like, I, I know, um, I don't know how, how much they had us pegged on, on, on getting you. You know, I, I think there's a lot of other people thinking, otherwise but you know we were very happy to get you i was nervous you know i'm not gonna lie to you when all these people <laughs> were moving these picks around i was like yo somebody better not get bold and what's funny to me is that you know hearing um the the show that uh, louisiana puts out right um by yeah. the bayou they they were worried that we were gonna come up right and take tommy utah which again i think we understood <laughs> that utah was gonna go there and like we always told yep. you the way that you play fits what we want to be able to accomplish and um it's been a blast seeing you so far in these otas these pre you know these 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 uh camps and all this stuff right in the off season and seeing what you really bring to the table man so i'm really finally excited to have you on here I, i'm not gonna lie to you i was hoping <laughs> you would not be like hey no so why don't you ever got me on the show uh, no, and, and I didn't know what I was going to tell you other other than, hey, I need nobody to know what we may be doing, right? And right? Um, <laughs> and finally, we can do this here. So um, let's 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 get started, right? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about OJ Bruin. Yeah, um, I'm a laid back guy. Um, I'm a huge sports fan. I love every sport from football, basketball, baseball, anything you can think of, lacrosse, anything. Um, I'm from uh, New York City, Queens. I play college football and basketball, and I'm also a volunteer firefighter. That's something I always like to, you know, let people know about me uh, because it's something I want to do ever since I was uh, about four years old, and I achieved that dream at 18. So, something I like to yeah. put out there. That's awesome, you know, and and that's another thing I think folks. I know some folks know, right? I saw when you got selected, you know, some people were very yeah. happy. And I even saw somebody say, you know, the firefighter, right? So um, yeah. <laughs> to, to to be involved in being a fighter fighter, that's a very selfless job, right? You're putting your life on the line to save others. And, um, you know, we appreciate that. You know, you need people like that in this world that, that think a little bit above themselves and uh, think of others in that situation and, and by you volunteering to do it you know what I'm saying even speaks volumes of your character yeah um, which I think a lot of people huge. tell me I'm crazy <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> tell me I'm crazy that I'm a volunteer firefighter I'm like it's something that I love to do it's something that I dreamed of like my mom will always tell me when I was a little kid I always wave hi to the firefighters 
always always go to firehouses. Around 12 years old, I, I, I took all my friends to damn near every firehouse in New York City. We would just go. Like, instead of chilling on the block, we would just go out anywhere in New York and just find a firehouse, visit it, go inside, and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, it's something that I always to do. Yeah, and, and that's, that's pretty awesome to see that that was something that you wanted to do as a kid and now you're doing now. And I know you have some other yep. dreams, too. I'm going to save it to, to mention that other dream because I don't know if it's part of your fun facts about you. But let's kind of start. Cool. How did you get from seeing this? Like, how did you end up seeing the SFL, right, and getting to know it? And then how did you get to this position that you're at now as being a, a now right. a starting QB in, in the SFL? Well, um, it was during the pandemic. Well, before even before the pandemic, I felt I, I ran across the SFL in its earlier stages, like when it really wasn't, you know, at its, you know, top is, you know, how can I say, at its top or whatever. And um, I really didn't pay no mind. But this past pandemic or whatever, I seen it come across YouTube. Somebody shared it in a football group chat. It was like, yeah, check this out, simulation football. And I just found it fascinating. I'm like, oh yeah, like I gotta join in. Let me join the Discord and stuff like that. And my first idea of the SFL was just me coming in and being a quarterback. Like, that's the only thing I want to do. Like, I made sure I let everybody know that. And, uh, you know, I received a lot of, um, I wouldn't say, like, pushback, but just, I guess, like, advice on the quarterback position. A lot of people were telling me, um, you know, the quarterback position uh, is very, um, it's competitive in the SFL, and not everybody can play it. And most likely I would have had to sit out a few years, you know, a few seasons in in the SFL before. Uh, I would become a quarterback and that's what I did I just held out stayed patient um, just trusted the process in the SFL my coaches at Memphis and, and you know and I gotta thank them too because without them I don't think you know I would have got drafted because they just put me in the right positions you know making the right plays and just and just giving me that leadership role in the locker room to be that yeah. quarterback yeah. yeah and you know you I think the crazy part, one, um, I didn't know that Dion was so heavily thinking about you going to Tulsa at that time, right? When yeah. you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot, <laughs> yep. he shared with us, right? Because he was like, hey, man, y'all really got a really good one in OJ. And, and, and one thing I appreciate, right, like, is that there is people in this league that do recognize that. I, you know, people have had these conversations with you. You come highly recommended, not just from, like, from a lot of people, right? And you know, our our story is, is, is connected through Bernard, right? An ex-teammate of yours yeah. in Memphis. Um, he told me, he was like, man, if you ever need a quarterback, you need to highlight my man, OJ. And, you know, that's what I always heard. Hey, if you are looking into a QB, you need to highlight OJ, right? And, yeah. it, 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 and it's just awesome to see that your brand carries on. Like, you didn't have to do interviews. <laughs> like, I don't even think right. there's an interview out <laughs> there. I think this might be your first inter- interview ever, right? Um, no, I have one. With, I have one with um, AJ actually, Jack. With AJ, okay. Um, so, so, and that's how she back. found out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while, right? Like you haven't hit the medium circuit in a, in a while, and uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's awesome low. to be able. <laughs> yeah, and it's awesome to have you involved here and, and the spark that you've been able. Like the locker room, you see how our locker room is, right? It's a, it's a bunch yeah. of people who, you know, hey, how's it going? This and that. We we engage when we need to engage, and we also live our lives, right? Uh, because it's the yeah. off season, ain't much to really, you know, really do at this moment, and we you know we're getting prepared for the season. So it, it's just, you know, you came in and it, it's like the 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 locker room erupted, right? A lot of folks had your back, supported, 
felt very confident in your skill level as well as what you bring to the table. And you and it, it just ignited the locker room, which I was so happy to see. You know, um, like I told you, man, this is three seasons coming. Like, this wasn't like an overnight thing. Like, we built this roster season 15, mostly through rookies. And, um, you know, in my head, I always had that mindset of we're going to build this right. You know, we're going to build this through some key acquisitions and free agencies. But a lot of it's going to be rookies, right? Because you guys need an opportunity just like anybody else. But we're able to find the players with the playing style we like, right? You know, when you go into free agency, you're, you're seeing these players, yes, and you're seeing them play on other teams. But, you know, it's not always what you're like or accustomed to. So... Right. It's great to talk to, to rookies and, and really get, you know, to see what they do in the minors. I know a lot of folks, you know, will tell you, hey, the minors don't matter. Okay. Oh, it definitely um, does. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the school of it does, right? Because yourself as a player on the field, performing outstandingly, right? Almost 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, five five interceptions, right? Like that's a, like that's yeah. a, such a huge gap ratio, from that QBR being one of the best at 98.2, I think, or 98 point, it was in the 90s, right? And yeah. you carried that throughout the whole season, right? Like your whole season was basically like that. So I, I, I'm I'm in the school of thought that I think everything needs to be put together, right? Everything needs to be considered, and um, you know, just seeing all the things you did in the minors and, and what you were able to accomplish. Very excited to have you here in Portland. So, uh, fun fact about you. What's a fun fact that people don't know? You just shared that you're a volunteer firefighter. And I'm, I'm thinking this is what you might share, but what's a fun fact you want to share with everybody this evening? Oh, yeah. Um, soon I will be uh, moving to North Carolina and become a NASCAR pit crew member, working in the pits, uh, changing tires. And that's definitely one of the fun facts about me. And I think that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it before, right? And I'm thankful that God, I kept my mouth shut, right? I think that's so cool that you want to do that. And I'm going to tell you why. I have a friend of mine who's into NASCAR. He's been in that in yeah. NASCAR so much. And I'm going to tell you, you know, as a minority, it's not something so common to see, right? There's a history right. with minorities in NASCAR, yes, but it's not something we're used to seeing. And I, I remember back then, I, my friend of mine. I mean, I've known him for years, and I remember he always talked about NASCAR. I was like, hey, hey, I don't, I don't know much about NASCAR. Who talks about NASCAR? And I remember he was be like, man, in America, they don't, they don't know about this, but it's, it's a great sport. And then meeting you and you also doing that and, and, and being a minority going into that sport, I'm really happy to see NASCAR kind of opening up in that standpoint. There is a lot of minority drivers now, um, and and oh it, yeah, for for, for sure. Yeah, and, and it's something that I think, let's look yeah. at it. T- t- Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, you might have not seen as much, right? So um, it is definitely exciting to see, and and the learning too. I learned that you know for you to be on that pit, that a lot of those pit crews. I learned this recently. You have to. Be, a lot of them are athletes. A lot of those yeah. people that work and, in those pit crews, and, man, they are athletes. Yeah. And that's what really like brought me, you know, got me attached to like the pit crew because I've seen it. There's a lot of former NFL football players, former military mm-hmm. uh, people doing uh, in the pit crews, um, Titan Wars, like the people who do them, uh, the warrior things on TV, going through the courses and stuff. A lot of them do do that in the pit crews. So that's something, you know, I thought of, you know, like, let's say, like, I'm, I'm kind of a realist too. Like, let's say the football doesn't work out or whatever, I have that to fall back on. And I think that's just amazing. I don't know. To me, that just 
it, it just amazes me that you know I can work in a pit crew. And, um, yeah, and I'm, and I'm gonna say of, too, you are pretty legit too. I, I see you on Discord, and they'll say NASCAR, and I'm like, oh yeah, he really, he really <laughs> about this NASCAR life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, an, I was a NASCAR yeah, fan. Huh? Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. No, I was just saying I was a NASCAR fan for years because my grandfather. I was about three years old. I remember. I I, I remember this because he vividly put me put this in my head. I remember I go in his room. I'm watching it. I'm like, it's just going around in circles. He's like, yeah, this is NASCAR, and because he lives in South Carolina, so it's huge out there. And after that, I kind of just got hooked on. I kind of got hooked on NASCAR. Yeah, it, it you know same thing with my friend, right? Like he was from he he's actually from New York, just like you, right? And he had moved down to Alabama. And uh, he was always into NASCAR, but again, once you start going down south, it, it yeah. becomes a little bit more popularized. So, you know, he was able to enjoy that. He enjoys, like he explained to me, he said, I enjoy the, the competitive sport of auto 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 racing, right? Like it is very competitive. Yeah. It is a sport um, that he feels is very undermined, especially here in the United States. So, you know, you go to Europe, <laughs> you see Formula oh, yeah, One racing, one. you see a lot of yeah. other type of racing. And... Um, that's again where here in the United States we don't necessarily see that. So um, you know it's, it's really awesome. You you and him have been two people that have kind of opened my eyes up more to NASCAR. Um, and we should watch some races. <laughs> we should watch some races. You're right, right. It, it, you know, but it, that's something that again I have found myself being more interested in because people that I can relate to interested in it now and it makes me feel more comfortable learning the sport so really cool stuff man i think that's awesome what you shared but the fun fact about you man and, and i told you i can't wait until you tell me uh that's what you're doing and, and you know you tell me when and i'll watch that race just so i can see uh, the performance that you do so um let's, let's talk portland now right so um yeah. you had a lot of suitors right um throughout this process of being drafted had a lot of potential homes you could have gone to right teams reached out to you to try to figure out what what, what you would wanted to do so what attracted you to portland right yes you know it's it's i think folks are like hey man of course right it's a qb spot that's open but you had some suitors there so you could have been like now nah, i'm not really feeling what portland's doing um i want to go somewhere else so what, what attracted you to portland what made you what made you say hey that's where i want to go Oh, just how well-rounded the organization is, and um, um, the transparency between you guys um, throughout the whole draft process. You know, yeah, it made me feel like you guys were actually wanted me. You know, there were certain teams out there that you know really wanted me, but you know, really weren't contacting me. So just seeing that, and uh, you know, just seeing that, yeah, made me was like, oh yeah, this is the place where I want to be. Like, this is where I want to be quarterback at. Because I'll, I'll keep it a buck. I had um, I had Houston reach out to me. In Denver, and and they really just weren't saying nothing to me the whole draft process. You know, they let me know that they wanted me, but like they really weren't contacting me at all. Like, just left me out kind of in open. So that's why I opened my arms to you guys. I'm like, this is the team that wants me. You know, the culture, and and that's why I want to. That's why I want the team. I want to. I'm gonna go to a team that has a culture. You know, has that. You know, that wants to build an identity. And and you know, I'm happy that I'm here and ready to go to work. Yeah, man. You know, it's I, I, and myself. I always try to start, and Mel's in the same camp to try to speak to people as early as possible. Simple fact being, life, 
right? Uh, you know, I had yeah. my I had my situation too that kind of caused me to be out and still being out, right? So, um, you know, life happens. So when you start something early, you're able to really build that relationship. And we wanted to show you that, right? We wanted to show you the investment um, of of a team, an organization that that wanted to pursue you, right? Because again, a lot of yeah. these other teams have history, right? They have you know been around for a while and some of those teams have won a championship so those typically to anybody coming into the league would be the destinations for anybody oh, i want to go to those because i've seen that but it's a process you yeah. know and, and and we always love to show you know portland isn't a place that i'm gonna tell you we are always the loudest and in gen chats and doing all this other stuff right we kind of keep things close to our chest and in this situation you know we wanted to really show you that you were the plans for the future. We were, you know, we felt that you would be a, a perfect addition, not just simply what you did on the field, but also what you brought to the table. And I yeah. and I said that, right? The the locker room exploded um, when you were selected, and everybody was so appreciative and said, hey, congratulations, OJ, man. You're going to kill it. That was great to see. Yeah, you know, you had you had some people already in your corner. You had your, you know, you already had established a relationship with your running back, Zeke. You know, you guys knew of each other. You you had a relationship with Derek Majors, and you yep. know, Majors is a person who I respect to the moon and back, right? Like he, like he says, I, he don't always talk, but when he does talk, man, it's always love. And um, you know, he jumped on the show last week and just gave this energy and this intenseness that you know had me hyped. And I'm like, man, OJ yeah. is in that same field that he can just, you know, he can get you hyped with just his, his energy and what he brings to the table. <laughs> and you're a real cool dude, right? Real chill, just like all of us are, right? And, um, you know, we, do, we just wanted to ensure that that was honestly cascaded to you, that the investment that we were putting into you was real. Yeah. This wasn't like, hey, we're just using you or any of that stuff. Like, we literally did. And, and Mel mentioned it earlier before you got on. Man, we went through a rigorous process for QBs, and um, and you did outstanding through it all. So, uh, kudos to you. You know, really happy to have you. You were a high draft pick, right? Um, so, it, it, the the future's looking really bright, and there's even folks yes, out there in the is. league that have recognized that. And before we continue on, Bob Funk in the chat said, "That's my QB right there, right?" So. Um, <laughs> It is literally uh, uh, you, the support is so big for you. It's, it's really awesome to see. So, um, what do you enjoy most about being with the fleet? So you've been with us for, I mean, the draft was what like last week or something like that. So, yeah. Um, in that period of time, you know, what do you enjoy most about being with the fleet? Oh, just the family atmosphere, and everybody seems to be on the same page. Everybody seems to want the same thing. And, you know, the team has one goal, and that's to be successful, make it to the playoffs, and win a championship. And and I love that. And just seeing that for the first week is just it's very comforting and knowing that, you know, I'm going to be taken care of for, for my career in the SFL. Because I'm here to stay, staying in Portland. I owe it to you guys. Like you said, you made a huge investment. Um, spent a lot of time, you know, with the Sims and looking for the right guy and I just owe it to you guys for the loyalty and I told you guys in, that, in the beginning that I'm a loyal person and I don't believe in hopping from team to team and, and I'm here to stay you know through the trials and tribulations whatever I have to do to be successful and bring the championship to Portland 
Yeah, and and I think that's definitely something that's possible. And you, you're right. Like I'm, I'm a big person as well. You know, loyalty is really huge to myself um, as a person, right? Like you know, it, it speaks volumes of people because it shows that you stand for which your word is, right? And yeah. uh, you know, I followed you on Twitter, right, and seeing the things that you reposted. You're a big Nipsey Hustle fan, right? And I love Nipsey. Yep. Uh, coming from Los Angeles myself, you know, he was such a, a big person in the area and he was a person who stood for what he believed in, right? Um, and he was a, a person of the people. So folks that have that kind of understanding of Nipsey, and Nipsey was gaining traction before his death, um, I yeah, feel even more, sure. um, you know, with his last album and, and that album, you know, um, being his last project that he worked on, Victory Lap, right? Like, how, how poetic yeah. is it that that's the last album and that was the one that kind of exploded on him but i think the person behind him and what he has uh gone through yeah if you if you like that person you understand it you understand what nipsey stood for um it showed me what your character and your value is man so uh really great stuff so how was the draft process for you so um looking back at it now you're you're drafting now but how was that draft process how did you like it um, how did it differ from last season as well? Because you were being pursued by some teams last season too. So how did that differ, um, you know, with that process? Honestly, I just uh, had to trust the process and just stay patient. Uh, that, 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 that was the whole thing I knew, you know, coming in here, that it wouldn't be easy. And, you know, that, that it would take some time to, you know, get drafted, become a quarterback. So last year when I didn't get drafted, I'm going to keep it a buck. I was a little upset, but I'm not, you know, I'm not an a-hole, so, you know, I congratulated everybody, I was happy, I'm not a hater, and I just said, you know, I'm, you know, that's going to be me next year, so, you know, I just kept a low profile, um, just did what I had to do, be a leader in the locker room, just listing up everybody in Memphis, and, um, and like I said, just trusted the process, and, and, and I knew this day would come, and, and here I am. <laughs> And that's some advice, too, that, like, I think you really shared, right? Like, there's rookies this season that didn't get drafted. And it's frustrating. Yeah. And I understand that. And you're right. I didn't see you go on and pop off. I, I've seen it recently with some other people, right? Like, that have gone in chat and been like, you know, y'all gonna see, right? Calling people out by names. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't do that, right? Like, I understand it's things. It sucks. Right? It sucks being on this side, too, yo. We talked to so many great people. We would love to give everybody a home. But you just can't do that. Right. And, you know, if somebody had written that to me and said, hey, you know, X, Y, Z, I'd be a little, that, that would that would bring you down a couple of pegs. I'd be like, damn, man, where's the humility? Where's just the, like, everybody was cool with the, hey, I'm, I'm going to come back stronger than ever. Boom. But then when you add more salt on the wound by calling specific yeah. people out, then it's kind of be like, damn, bro, you know, <laughs> you out here really, uh, really getting on them. So. It's again. I think how you you're right, right? You you're being honest. It was a it was a sting, right? Um, but you you went out in class. You thanked the other people and through the process too, man. Like you know, you have congratulated other other QBs in that situation. Hey, you know, you always yeah. spoke very highly of the other QBs as well. So it's just you know, you you your character, what you what you stand for, and and being that type of person, you know, that's that's somebody you you respect the most. You're not asking for the accolades yourself. You know, when when we talked about, you know, example Joseph Green, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's that, that's my guy right there. You know, me and him played together in Memphis, and you know, it's just it it was a lot of love and and and, and praise from you, and 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 I love to see that, man. I love to see people who 
um, don't have to put others down and make themselves look better. Yeah. They try to help others around them, and that naturally makes them look better because um, there's somebody who wants to see everybody win. So, um, but all right. So, so you you we go through this process now. So, uh, your draft process, you. <laughs> You know, you had a couple of suitors and, and everything, but was there a huge difference between uh, that season that you were, you know, you were being pursued by Tulsa and everything else, and was there a difference this season around two on how that process went for you? Um, yeah, the first year I felt like um, only Tulsa was really interested in me. I didn't really have any other teams, you know, poking at me. But this year, you know, I had a few other teams, you know, I had you I had Portland, I had Houston. Louisiana did a little poking, but they kinda of just faded away. Because I knew there was gonna go with Tommy Utah. I just Tommy just fits there. I don't know why, but I just felt like he just fits their organization well or better. And then I had what I mentioned, I, I believe Houston as well. And um and just seeing, you know, how many other teams wanted me, you know, made me feel good, but I wanted an organization that could um, that could put me in the right position. I felt that that you know I could be most successful in it. I felt that you know Portland was that organization. Yeah, and it, we you know we really do appreciate that, and you know I'm glad the process kind of grew as well, right, for you from the first season to the second season. And but you know I'm gonna tell you I think the first season you reached out to to Jacob and and you you were on Jacob's radar for a while. And, um, you know, I have to give our owner a lot of credit on saying, hey, I had this guy, OJ, I've been talking to him for a while. I think he's really great. We should look into him, right? So um, for you putting in that initiative and you going ahead and and, and you planted that seed, brother, and now you're here, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's it's something that uh, is so crazy to share how something that you did last season is now affecting you this season and you are now the uh starting quarterback of, of the portland fleet so uh what was your thoughts of the draft as a whole so if you looked at the draft the the production the effort put in effort put in by teams i mean your thoughts on the draft as a whole oh it, it's above and beyond um it's something that like i couldn't even imagine like it feels like a real draft. It's like you're actually getting drafted, you know, like in the NFL, the, um, with the with the on-screen stuff and just how it's just, it's, just, I, it's unexplainable, but it's amazing what a group of people how everybody could just come together and put this great product out there. And I just, I just, it's just, it's crazy, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Yeah, it's that work, you know that that like when you go behind the curtains, right? Like I was on the draft panelist this year. And uh, first time doing draft panelist stuff, so that that was that was a lot of fun. But you see the background of it. You see how much Cam has to do in the background, what he has to set up. You know, we have to communicate with one another. We have to, you know, follow each other's lead and kind of have this song and dance amongst all each other to to put in the show. Um, yeah. And it's just crazy, right? We we put in all this effort and time. And um, you just can tell that we had the most fun out of it, man. And I'm uh, really glad that you, you appreciate what that process is like. Because that was the whole goal, right, is make it as, as fun as possible. You don't want 
you know, this draft to be like something where right. <laughs> it's not interactive or anything like that, or you're just kind of in this list and people just select you without even talking to you, like, oh, I'll take this OJ Bruin guy, right? Like, it, it, it's such a huge process and it's so close to being the real thing, man. It, it, it's a lot of fun and um, that was a night that I, I, I hope will always be in your memories because, you know, that like oh, we yeah. always say it yeah. only happens once. Some people, maybe twice, you know, they decide to retire and go back <laughs> to the minors, but. You know, this is, again, uh, something that you really get to live and experience in every single season. I always talk about it. I don't know how Cam does it, but he always seems to surpass himself every draft. Like, it, it just it gets better and better and better. So, uh, kudos to him. Now, um, I, I kind of know, you know, what made you choose to be, but, you know, because you, you do play it in real life. But overall, like, when you, you're into sports, you're into football, like, what ultimately made you choose being a QB? You know, I know not just in this league, but in general. Um, I have to say, Brett Favre. Growing up, um, I was a huge, huge, huge Packers fan growing up, and, and just seeing Brett Favre going out there and slinging the rock like 60, 70 yards. I'm out here, mom. I want to play quarterback. Like that's what I want to do. And it's a funny story. In kindergarten, my mom had to come up to school uh, for parent-teacher conference because I was going around calling everybody a Packer and my teacher didn't know what a Packer was and then my mom was like, oh yeah, she's talking about the Green Bay Packers because Brett Favre was his favorite quarterback and yada 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 but that's how, you know, just watching Brett Favre play and playing a rock that you know, ultimately made me want to become a quarterback to play and then growing up watching Cam Newton play he became one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch and yeah and, and fun fact too, I only I've started playing football in high school. I didn't play no youth football growing up at all. I started playing football in high school. And then another another funny thing, I kind of lied to my high school coach. I told him, yeah, I can't stop Carolina youth football through a thousand yards. I was nice. And then he was like, all right, let's see if you can throw a ball. And he was like, all right, so let's see if you can throw a ball or whatever. My first pass, I couldn't even go ten yards. <laughs> <laughs> My first pass couldn't even go 10 yards. And everybody said, oh, no, yeah, you don't play quarterback. And it was just embarrassing. Like, it was just bad. You could tell that I never played a down of football in my life. So then my mom called my coach one day, and she was like, what What? what did he tell you? He was like, yeah, how, you know, he's from South Carolina, this, this, and that. He was like, oh, no. My mom was like, oh, no. He never played football. He just knows the game because, you know, growing up, I always watched the game of football. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I never played it. I never played it, so it was just... <laughs> Oh man, it sounds like July Fourth is already yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was just a funny thing, and my mom told him like, yeah, I have more talent, like, um, like he never played football, but he has more talent. He just learned the ropes. So ever yeah. since then, you know, I started really working hard on my craft, and you know, I got put down a lot. You know, a lot of people told me, oh yeah. You can't play quarterback this and that. You know what I mean? You don't have no experience. And I did that. Ended up starting for the JV team. We didn't have the best of the season. But I started. And then going into my sophomore year, I wanted to play varsity. Again, everybody was like, nah, OJ, you don't have no experience. This is the that. Like, varsity is much harder. You know, I'd rather you just stay in the DRJV. I worked my ass off that whole summer. Ended up starting for, I ended up uh, starting on varsity the very first game. Had a great sophomore year, and then everything just kind of took off then. 
Yeah, that's, that's huge. And you know, again, is that perseverance? You know, that that grit. Yeah. You know, you need you need to have that in life. You know, the the, the grit and determination to keep pursuing. Life is not easy. Life is can can be a son of a gun. And you know that that's what you really look for. That's what you want. People who are going to persevere and keep on fighting, even when the chips yeah. are stacked against them, um, because that's where you see the most dangerous teams or people come out of. Right? Those type of situations, yeah. the people that can pers- per- persevere and keep on fighting, those are the ones that that find the most success. So it's it's really awesome to hear how that's connected to your story and even connect to your story in the SFL, right? Where, you know, you had to go two seasons before finding your team. So um, it's really awesome to hear that. So who did, so when you created your player now in the SFL, who did you model your play, your game after? Like, did you model your, your player and, and your game after anybody specific? I mean, how did that come to be well, when we um, see on the field? A little fit size, the kind of like size, you know, height and weight. I kind of want to go like with a Kente Johnson type of body build and then you know just at the quarterback in my movement as a whole I kind of wanted to go with a Josh Miller because he's also a lefty and you know just seeing him how successful he was and, and I was kind of like looking at his build and seeing like what his things were and stuff like that so and that's those are the two players that I kind of want to kind of put into one into me to make my play if you understand what I'm trying to say there yeah, I do, I do, and that's that's so crazy, right? Like those are two teams that you could have potential that were potential suitors, right? <laughs> that you took both of their quarterbacks and made them into yourself, uh, which I, I think your play on the field really, uh, really does, em, em, it, it, it really represents those two players very strongly. So uh, that's really that's really dope. Uh, now, now that you're drafted, right? You're on the team. What advice would you give rookies, right? Two seasons it took you to get into this position. Some folks didn't get drafted. What advice could you give to uh, rookies and other people of that sort who, you know, A, you're going to – that's going to have to fill your shoes. You know somebody's going to come in and, and, and be a new quarterback yep. in Memphis, right? But what advice can you give to other rookies? Um, Just stay positive with a good attitude, you know. Um, and just enjoy the process. You know, that's what the SFLM is there for. Know, to have fun while you're trying to work your way up and not you know not everybody's going to be able to be a first round draft pick or a second round draft pick and if you don't get picked just come back the next year even stronger that's what the SFL is there for and you know that's all I really got to say just stay positive and trust the process and trust the process and enjoy it because like where everybody says you only kind of get two chances and that's it you know what I mean so just stay in there and stay positive yeah, and there were some folks too in this draft that, I mean, shoot, we're we're in the league for a while too, right? Bailey O'Shaughnessy was in the league yep. for a long time. Josh Rowe was in the league for a long time, right? Um, you know, you and Tommy Utah have been in the league for a long time, so it's it's like you see these players who have been around for a while, and you're just like, man, like I, I really do hope that they they get their opportunities. And I mean, it's just a patience game, but it's also a game of like, hey, how do you yeah. react? <laughs> You know, are you going to react like how we talked about earlier and, 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 and kind of be like, y'all see? Or are you going to come with a positive attitude and say, you know what, look, congratulations to everybody who did it. And, um, you know, and, and you kind of keep this, this momentum and this strong branding yep. about yourself because you want to, right? When people say your name, it wants to be in a, in a, in a positive connotation. You don't want it to be in a negative. So um, I think, again, 
great advice that you're giving the rookies. And I, I do want to say, right, proof is in the pudding. David Leather said, OJ congratulated all of us last season when we were getting drafted. It was awesome to see him get called up to the big this draft. So that's, <laughs> that's somebody who, again, David Leathers plays for D.C., right, the D.C. Dragons, went ahead in yep. the chat and said, hey, I can vouch for OJ and say that he, he really did reach out to us, and that, that's awesome to see. Um, so it really speaks to, speaks to your character. So what's your goals, right? What goals do you have for yourself this season and in, in, in your career as a whole? All right, for basically for the season, uh, to have fun with my team, make the playoffs, to win a championship. And as for my career, just to have fun, enjoy, you know, enjoy every moment because, you know, one day it could, it could possibly end. You know, I might retire my player and, you know, want to move on up to be an owner or a GM or, you know, higher level in the front office type of thing. So, you know, I'm just going to have fun with my career and enjoy every moment of it. Just soak it every moment. That's what my high school coach told me. Um, my senior year, just enjoy every moment. From then, you know, that's what I've been doing. I just apply that technique. Just enjoy it. Have fun with it. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's the great thing to hear, you know. Hopefully, in, in this period of time, you can see too, right? Like, this, you're in a team. Like, you know, when you're in the minors, you have head coaches and, and, and that kind of staff. And now you're coming into the majors, and we have GMs and director player personnel and all these different titles, right? And I'm hoping you're getting to see, like, what what it really takes to be there, right? As, as a general yeah. manager, I always talk about my side of it, right, because that's the only thing I can speak of. As a general manager, it's not an easy position. You're, you're literally the backbone, okay? You know, you take your owner's ideas and what he wants to accomplish, and you go and you, and you create this synergy, right? You're the in-between between your owners and your coaching staff. You're the in-between between your players and, and, and the front office. You're in the between, like everything, man. You know, and you got to love it. You got to love it with the people that you do it with, right? Like, I love being part of Portland because I have such a great relationship with, with Jacob, with Mel, with Art, and now our new assistant, OC Zeke, that it, it, it's, again, me having their back it's a it's a pleasure to be there, right? And it's a pleasure to have all my players back. They all know this, right? I, I, I'll do yeah. whatever to make sure that my players are happy. And, you know, it's taking that concept of what I do in real life and, and putting that into this organization. And, you know, so I, I'm a biggest culprit of never looking back to seeing the work that I have done, right? I just keep my head down and keep on trucking because when you do that and you look behind, you start seeing how much work you really did, right? When you yeah. always looking at your work and be like oh i just admire this work you're never going to continue to your next project because you always think that this one yeah. body of work is your best work and that's not the case i do it and i keep it moving i do it and i keep it moving but this season i, I kind of did take one step back just to see these pieces come together and be like man you, you you really did what you wanted to accomplish and yes it took three seasons right but now this work that took three seasons can be 10 seasons duration you know what i'm saying yeah so that's the most exciting part as being as a gm and even yourself you know if that's something that you want to be able to accomplish in the future well hey you know you i, I feel like you'll have some of the best examples in the league of people who are passionate but also are real people i can give two I don't want, you know, I, I try to keep this a very friendly show, but I can give two craps, you know, about um, about my title. General manager, 
anything yeah. in life with me. Titles have not, never meant anything. What the people respect is the person, not the title. So I've always lived that type of mentality in all my roles and things that I've done in life. Um, to, to say that my title doesn't mean anything. What that simply means is I should be somebody that you look up to and somebody that you aspire to be. And as as a leader, we you got to keep your, your, your team tight. And you got to be that person who listens to everybody as well as be an embodiment of what they, they see as a role model. So awesome to have you, man. And it's, it's really great that we're able to talk in this standpoint, you know, yeah. and, <laughs> because you kind of get a good understanding of who you, who ended up drafting you as well. So uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's the fun part about this process and doing this podcast because you get to learn both sides of, 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 of this, the, the host and, and the guests, right? So um, <laughs> what are you excited about this season? So season 17, right? What are the what are the things you're really looking forward to, and what are you most excited about? I'm just excited to get on the field, um, and, and 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 you know, and and get ready to make this playoff run happen. You know, I mean, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of ifs and a lot of ifs in the SFL right now. We don't know who's going to be the top dog this year. You know, a lot of people made different moves, and it's going to be interesting this year. So. And that's what I'm most excited for. You just don't know what's going to happen. You just got to see. Got to see week one. Yeah. And, you know, our week one is against uh, Houston, which <clears throat> some players have already started that that rivalry and in, in, in the discussions, right? Um, but, you yeah. know, talking about our conference, right, because we got to look at our conference, a lot of, a lot of teams, they get better, right? Um, <clears throat> L.A. got better. I mean, Vancouver got better. Uh, San Diego got better like they all got better so you always got to look at that as well and seeing within your own division and say okay what is happening in my division what's happening in the SFL as a total and how how is this you know how could this potentially play out you're not not a person that looks at schedules and be like man that's we're gonna beat that person now we don't do that right but you you do want to see what your schedule may look like and then how that may affect your pitcher if this happens then boom this is what we got to look at going forward or if this happens then this is what we're going to do it's not it's not kind of already pinning yourself to say oh i'm going to already beat this team it's all right if we beat this team then in this week if this doesn't come out this way we still have an opportunity in these upcoming games to still make a playoff run or still make do something of it right so I think looking at it strategically and, and having respect for every single team that comes out here to play um, is kind of the mentality that we have from there. So really happy to hear what you're excited about this season. Now, what's your, what was your best uh, SFLM memory uh, when you were in the minors? Um, um, making the playoffs. Uh, everybody was excited. It was very close uh, the first year. I think season two it was. We, we, we needed to win that last game, and I believe we won that last game. And just seeing how everybody was excited in the locker room to have one more week with each other. And, you know, and that's what really brought us together in Memphis. Tyler, Bernard, Jason France, you know, they, they and also Joseph Friends too. They woke up with open arms in Memphis. And, and we were really tight there. We were a close family over there. And I just got to thank them for my SFR yeah. members because they made a fun too. Even my current teammates too. Not saying nothing bad about them, but they really just put a stamp on it. You know that 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 Memphis team season two was different. Like it was just we were really tight and we felt like we were family. So. I, I think it's it's you know because I was in the SFLM 
right at one time and I, and I'll tell you the magic is really being with players who are on the same wavelength and what I mean is yeah. you're all new everybody is is really trying to understand this together and when you build and, and grow together you end up building those bonds like I have forever yep. bonds with people that I may not talk to on a daily basis but they know they're my mans. I, I, I give you a, a good example. You know, I reached out to a former, uh, <laughs> a former uh, Annapolis navigator today um, for some help, right? So my man Cam Curtis, right? He's the QB for the Toro. Shout out to Cam, right? Um, he, uh, I needed something, right? I needed some something to, to help on a project that I was working on, and. Like that brotherhood, man, he, he helped me out. He got me out the way. And when I told him, hey, I appreciate the help, you know, he went ahead and reacted with right? So this is a team that, you know, me and Cam played for a little bit. And we, we talk on and off. But when I needed him, he was there just like vice versa. And that's a brotherhood that I take forward into this, into this or to, to, to me and my career. So I think, yeah. again, you know, it's no disrespect to our team. We're not taking it that way. I understand it because I was involved in it. And that's a perfect situation where, honestly, man, he helped me out more than he probably even knows because he helped me reduce my time by tenfold. Um, but it was really because of that brotherhood that me and him have. And he's always so supportive. And, uh, you know, I got to shout out to my man. So uh, trust me, those are always still going to be really great things. And I tell rookies all the time, the relationships you build in the minors will affect you in the majors. So what message do you have for your team and fans? So what you got to tell everybody out here who's a Portland fan or, uh, or, or a player on your team, like what's your message that you have for them? Um, yeah, just stay tuned. We got big things coming. Um, big things coming in, uh, coming from Portland, and uh, and just sit back and enjoy it. Get your popcorn ready. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say too much. Like I said, week one, everybody's gonna take notice. Yeah, it's it's it, I tell you, the the first game can't come any sooner. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it's exciting, and you know, it's just we biting at the teeth for for to get out there as soon as possible, right? Um, now, what's your predictions for season 17? So, um, what are you predicting that will happen? Not just solely with Portland, but maybe some things out there in the league. What are you? What are you predicting in season 17? Oh man! Um, like I said earlier, I feel like it's going to be very competitive this year. I feel like everybody. I feel, in my opinion, I feel like SFL is on an equal playing field, especially with Josh Miller uh, retiring. I feel like Denver, you know, is definitely going to have to kind of, you know, work their way up. I'm not saying they're not the top dogs, but, like, they're definitely going to be a different team because that's, those are big teams mm-hmm. to fill. And we see what my boy Eric Price can do. But, um, yeah. like I said, just leave being competitive. That's all I could say. Because my answer is, you know, we, we're taking the chip. But <laughs> <laughs> That's always the goal, right? And, you know, like I told you when we spoke, you know, our goal is to put a competitive product out there, right? A competitive team every game every season right being competitive does that say hey you're gonna win every game we're gonna go 12 and 0 doesn't mean that what that means is that every time we play every time you face us you're going to get the best of the best we have and we're going to give all the effort and like i said a lot of times grit perseverance and heart are going to surpass teams that may just solely base their side on talent so this game you know yes it is a video game but trust me there's there's it's so crazy how 
how certain players embody certain attitudes and certain um certain like ways in this game and I think we have a lot of those on our team so uh, last thoughts though OJ the floor is yours I appreciate you being here with me tonight sharing on a Friday I already hear that fireworks are popping off so it sounds like the the July 4th weekend has already started Uh, but the floor is yours man go ahead and and share whatever you want to share with with the audience tonight oh yeah I just want to get this time to thank uh, everybody on Portland uh, the front office to the players for vouching me and giving me an opportunity to be the starting quarterback. And it feels good. Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, we, we, we love having you as well, man. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. Enjoy your weekend. You know, be safe out here. Um, and, and, you know, enjoy your July 4th. And uh, I know... I know, you know, this is going to be an amazing year, an amazing career here in Portland because, I mean, honestly, support from both sides is, is, is real and we know what we want to accomplish. So, with that being said, OJ, thank you again for being on the show tonight. You have a good night, all right? You too, bro. Take care. And let's go. Let's go, Portland. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Fleet, right? So, uh, thank you, OJ, for, for jumping on tonight, man. It is definitely appreciated. You know, this is the hardest secret to keep. I don't know how hard it was to really try to keep him under wraps where teams didn't know where we wanted to go. And like I said, every single candidate we spoke to was amazing, and it was a really hard process. But uh, there's a reason why we chose OJ, and hopefully that's really reflected on tonight. Now, to my next guest who has been listening, and, you know, I ended up thinking of a name for these segments with him but we have commissioner uh cam irvine here tonight cam how are you doing that's a uh, commish corner right i saw the hashtag earlier hashtag commish corner right or <laughs> we're going to do cam corner i don't know yet cam's corner or commish corner which you know again right this is this sfl is your creation your baby your blood sweat and tears so i felt like it was only right look when the commish comes on anytime he wants to come on it's going to be a commish corner and it'll be a segment just for him to you know whatever he wants to talk about or, or whatever we end up discussing uh, it's it's now identified it's not going to be identified simply as an interview it's going to be identified as like a segment of the show so i felt like that was only right I think that Cam's Corner was my column in high school for the paper. I'm pretty sure that that was, uh, that was the name. It's been a while, though. Man, it's been a while. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, well, if you what, like Cam's Corner, then it will officially be Cam's Corner. Um, I say Commission Corner just because, again, of, of the stature that you have. But Cam Corner can work as well because of that connection of your high school. Just remember... Don't sue me if it ends up picking up traction, all right? <laughs> Don't be coming back and being like, hey, Nelson, I told you in high school this was my name. It's patented. Boom. It's copyrighted. I need my royalties. I'm like, man. Ain't nobody got, got time for that. <laughs> well, Cam, you know, I appreciate – I honestly do appreciate you being on tonight, and I appreciate you also letting the league know about this, right? Like, um, you know, you've been a huge supporter of the show, and – um you're you're a huge supporter of all content honestly i don't think folks really understand like uh, when you're working hard in the background a lot of times you're catching up with our content um and i always respect you even more because you're allowing us to speak about the league without 
coming in and saying, this is what you need to talk about. You know what I'm saying? This is lead content, only this stuff. Like, no, you let us be creative. You let us explore different avenues. And because you are so open to allowing, of course, if it's something that we were belittling the league, by all means, I know you would, you would be like, hey, hold on, what's going on here, right? But you understand that a lot of these people, we, we, we respect what you have created and respect the brand you are even trying to continue to keep on growing, that we wouldn't ever want to jeopardize what the SFL can be or what that future may be, right? If, if this ever picked up and you were on a major network, I want folks to look back and be like, man, it was all those people who gave the same passion for what you have passion for, um, really helped build up that brand organically versus trying to dictate how that grows. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between being a detriment and being an asset. You know, and and different opinions and spirited discussion is an asset to a league like ours, you know? So, uh, fire away. I mean, content is king. Yeah, content is king. And we'll get a little bit more. I have more questions around that content stuff. But the first thing I want to talk about is around how's your schedule like now, right? So, the huge thing that used to be is, is around this time was that signing period, right? We just went through signings, which... So so seamless and so quick that, you know, I, I mentioned in shows before, I felt like it wasn't as, how do I put this? Like, like signing days in the past were like Christmas Day, right? That you would see the channel light up and you'd be like, I hope that's my, I hope these are some of my players that I finally signed <laughs> because now I can right. go ahead and put out this promo that we have signed them and now they can tell these other teams, hey, I'm already taken there you go right so i felt like there was like kind of like that feeling of christmas day opening your presence right and because it's so instantaneous this new process um i felt like that kind of changed a little bit and it was just an adjustment period of, of not being used to those grand signing or the signing shows i remember somebody even asked me that recently they said okay i'm gonna do a signing show and i was like oh don't don't think so right like i don't think there's gonna be a signing show um like before but um, how has your schedule been like now with automation being put in place? Well, I would say it's initially it's the same, just with less anxiety. Um, that's a better question for Marcus or Tom, <laughs> particularly Marcus. How's your schedule like now with automation? And he'd probably tell you what schedule. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this this was a much more impactful uh, you know, to other off-season departments, um, impactful to me too, just as the operator of the league. But um, you know, a lot of people's schedules change dramatically; their workloads change dramatically because of automation. Uh, whereas, you know, for for me, it's just it's just more about management, um, but less anxiety from the standpoint of you know, I don't have to worry about people getting worn down. I don't have to worry about. Um, you know, uh, us falling behind or, uh, how long it's taking or, um, signing revokes, uh, because of social media jumping the gun and all that stuff. Right. So there's a lot of, a lot of less worry on the plate. Um, and it's more efficient. Now I will say with shows, um, you know, we want to get back to that. Uh, we had a little bit of a Christmas day with the with that first day of free agency. That was kind yeah. of fun. 
that was, it lit it, up it all day. Up, yeah. Um, yeah. And the nice thing was is that there was so it was so instantaneous that there were so many. We had so many free agent signings on day one of free agency that it was just like a never ending barrage of news and information. And that was pretty exciting. Uh, but was. we'd like to be able to do that live next off season, right? Where we can all follow along with what's going on live, have conversation, have discussions about it, have a good time with it. With this being the first, um, the first uh, signing period with automation, um, signing started late. You know, we didn't start yeah. until June 9th. That was a month after the season had ended. Um, that's not the goal um, for future seasons. The goal is to shrink the off season down a little bit, get the signing started much faster, and have uh, time to generate content off of you know off of that time. Because what happens when you're not behind the scenes doing a bunch of administrative work? You have the opportunity to create content, um, and uh, and you know, like I said, content is king. We uh, we generate over 600 hours of content a year. Um, so we get it, you know, and, uh, we're here to entertain. Uh, so we'd like to do that moving forward, uh, particularly on that first day of free agency, um, to kind of give you that Christmas day feeling all over again. But yeah, with, with the instantaneous stuff, you, you get to be your own, uh, present rapper these days. Yeah. You, yeah. You, I was... you buy the Amazon package, you ship it to your door, you wait, <laughs> you wait a day and you get <laughs> and you get it. You open the box and you put it on your mantle and all that good stuff. So, look, I would tell you, as I see a tradition with my with my in laws, uh, it's an ongoing joke that my uh, my wife and me always talk about. It's my my mother in law started it. I never had it before, but she puts the Christmas presents from her to her, and she will wrap it. And she will go through the whole thing with us and, and, you know, we'll go through a pile. Everybody gets their piles and we all open it at a time to see what everybody got. And I swear it's it's the most wholesome thing to see my mother-in-law get her gifts that, oh, it's from me to me, right? And go and open it and still be shocked. And I'm like, you bought this. You know, it's so it's so funny, but it's now became a, became a staple with our Christmas, you know, uh, for us. So I definitely get the understanding of it. And I'm kind of chuckling to myself because I'm thinking of her as, as how she has her stuff done. So um, but, you know, it's awesome to hear. Right. Like, it's awesome to see how much this has, has really opened up for you. Right. And you said content is king. Right. If you're able to keep yourself out there, then have more likelihood of people discovering you. And then when people have an ability to, to organically grow. And a good example of that, right, it was Justice Blackwell, right? When me interviewing him, when I interviewed him and prior to interviewing him, he spoke about his – like he was part of all these people's stories throughout my rookie draft section, right? They were like, oh, I came because of Justice. Justice told us about it because of our community, this and this and that. And I sat here and I, and I got him on the show and I told him, man, you brought in 12 members into the SFL. That's huge, right? Like that's – you're giving us more exposure and it's giving us more opportunities, those 12 people to tell their 12 people and their 12 people tell another 12 people, right? Like it's giving you a way to really grow and um, that's something that's, that I think is so undervalued. It's organic growth. I mean I'm pretty sure there's things that you have invested in for advertisement. 
but you have grown every season your membership growth has grown every season i feel like and um it's really awesome to see how that organically happens and and i really do think it's it's based on how you put the product out there but it's also how you allow us to be creative where if we get stumbled on upon twitch or on youtube and we're speaking about the league now people are even more interested because somebody who has no official affiliation is giving their real review and their real passion around this product so really cool stuff now is there more features planned with the new system like what we got on initial launch is there more to come around that new automation system is there things that maybe in the woodworks you're able to talk about that will be implemented in that system maybe later on uh, anything going on with with those automation like are we going to use that portal for other things in the future by the way one thought back to the gifts i wonder if that's just an american thing it feels absolutely American to wrap, to buy a gift for yourself, wrap it for yourself, and then not even remember what it was because you got so much stuff. Anybody out there not in America, you tell me if you know anybody in your country that does that because I feel like that's totally an American thing. My grandfather used to do that too. Uh, crack me up. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, more features. I mean, we got to onboard SFLM. Um, you know, and, and get them going. Uh, but that's not necessarily any any new features or anything. It's just getting all of our uh, all of our customers in the system. You know, there are there are things that we can do with it. Obviously, you know, you want to crack the code, the Holy Grail playbooks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what what drives me nuts is when you're in the game and you save a playbook, it tells you that it's saved, right? But if you don't save the roster file, then the playbook doesn't save. That, to me, tells me that the playbook's on the roster file, right? Yeah. It has to be there somewhere. I don't know if it's encrypted or encoded just in a weird way or whatever, but it doesn't make sense. Why would it save? Why do you have to save it before you leave the playbook? But if you don't save it on the roster file, the playbook doesn't save. It's never made sense to me. It has to be there. Maybe... Gary is smart enough to figure it out, right? We'd like to go down those roads. We'd like to explore that. This automation system helps a lot of people. It doesn't directly impact me or decrease the number of hours that I have to work. If people could just put in their playbook changes and I didn't have to do any of that, oh, yeah. That's huge. That's 12 hours of my week. Every week, just poof gone right i can focus on other stuff again content is king right and so less behind the scenes stuff more in front of the scenes stuff that's that's going to keep the league exciting and entertaining so we got to get SFLM automated i don't know what the future holds with discovering the holy grail and playbooks but you know there's there's the live stats component there's just the statistics component just in general uh we've been searching for a improved uh stat provider for years you know and it's just so difficult to find a great stat program that's built for professional american football because professional american football on the global stage is just so stage is just so small um so you know there, there are there are avenues that we could go there are directions that we could go but everything costs money and this getting 
getting contracts and getting progression and getting a system in place to where we can grow the number of players and participants in our league without it being a detriment to the league um, is bigger than anything that we could do with, uh, you know, with automating our, our league. Yeah, and it, it is a huge step forward, right? I, I have to always give you props about every time. I don't know how you surpass yourself. I don't know how you set up to always get better and better each time. I don't know if you have like a dream board in Cam's office and it's you with all these ideas. Like, But you, you have. I've been in this season only f- since season 14. And that was the f- season I think that you did the live studio right so you had that whole studio thing and you know uh, that was pickler when he he came in that you shook his hand right um and and i think mikey and proto went up there so like seeing that and then seeing that where we ha- where we're at now and yes because of covid maybe that that strategy has changed but you've always seemed to one-up yourself and um I just I have to commend you on that because it's just like, wow, you know, how does Cam find the time to do all this stuff, have a real life, have a relationship, have family, and oh, by the way, run this league, <laughs> you know, it, to boot. So uh, really cool stuff that you've been able to do. And again, you know, that was a big feat. I mean, we all know what Marcus Dunhill had to go through when it came down to contracts and how long that took and how much he put into doing that. Right. So that might've gave him off his plate. I, you know, the side of playbooks and stuff, I, I don't know what is required to, to, to ensure your playbook gets sent in every single time. You know, that's really more of Jacob and, and Mel's wheelhouse, but something of this automation, I mean, it just, it, it honestly, it's such a huge piece of history, I feel like, that will be something we look back on and say, man, season 16-ish, 17, right, um, was was automation, and look where we grew from there. And look how much we were to now be, you know, in real time. That's what, this, that's what we live in right now, right? If I, everybody wants their stuff now. It's instant gratification, especially in the U.S. It's instant gratification, right? I order something, <laughs> I better get it. And, 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 and like, you know, it's even back like back in the day, if I don't get my pizza in an hour or, or in, a, in a less than an hour, it's free, right? Like that's the instant gratification that we have as people. And um, I feel like this process has now given that, that when you grow more in any capacity, whether that means more players, more positions or more teams, you're able to do that in a way that doesn't degrade that expectation, if that makes sense, right? Like, it really does make it very smooth and seamless. And uh, it's a different, like, right? I, I don't, I, you know, one day we'll maybe get back to, like you said, you're your own present opener. But I really do think that this automation has, has been a huge key, and we're going to be looking at that. And, it, hey, one day maybe you might find, you know, it was it was somebody in the SFL kind of, hearing what you had to say and reacting to it to now have this automation system right so hopefully somebody may be out there and hearing hmm how can we now figure out the playbook issue so we can get other things moving right so great stuff there what the question i have for you is what is required to put together a convention so kind of getting off topic off the automation if there's anything else you want to share about automation go ahead but um i do want to get to this convention side since that is something that's coming up in the next few weeks, right? Yeah, a month, almost a month <laughs> away, right? Just crazy. Now, just one more thought was the um, 
you know, you, you asked about how we keep taking it to the next level and all that stuff. And, and, you know, Eddie said on his show earlier today, cause I asked him, you know, would you want my job? And he said, no, I, don't, I wouldn't want your job. I'd miss the competition. Well, I'm, I don't know who I'm competing against, but all I know is they're trying to take what I have and they're not going to beat me. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I, I approach it with the mentality of I'm going to, I'm going to dominate. We're going to be the best. We're going to be untouchable. And I, I know how to do this. This is like, it's in my wheelhouse. It's a great sense of confidence to know that this is what you're good at in life. This is just, you know, Hey, this is, this is my arena, right? And yeah. I, I, I'm here to, to host it. I'm here to, um, to, to control it. And I'm, I'm here to own it, dominate it, you know? So, so that's, there's competitive fire in there as well. Um, you know, that, that it's just going to be impossible, uh, to come along and do what we're doing here in the SFL. So join the party, right. And help us. Um, so that's where that comes from. But I mean, geez, what is required to put together a convention? I mean, the first thing you got to do is you got to pick a place. You go, Oh, simple enough. So then you ask people, uh, here's a simple question. Where should we have it? And then you get 5 million answers. All right, well, you got to pick. So that's the first thing. You got to pick. Then you need a date. All right, well, then you ask people, all right, when do you want to have this? <laughs> Same thing. You get, a whole bunch of, yeah. you get a whole bunch of responses. So you're like, all right, I've got to narrow this down. Okay, so now you've got the date. Now you've got the, the city. Okay, where are we going to have it? Right. Well, they're, they're gonna, I'm sure there's only like four hotels, right? No, there's like a billion. So you got to figure that out, right? And you got to find exactly, you know, what they have to offer. Um, you know, do a little research, do a little digging. Um, so now you got the place. Now you got the the dates. Now you got the city, right? So now it's okay. What does it take? To, to put some you know to put this on we've got to uh we've got to take all the we've got to move headquarters down to wherever we're going so what are the logistics of that make sure we got that covered then it's about you know well how many guests are we going to have and what's the budget right how much is food going to cost how much is uh renting space going to cost how much are deposits going to cost how much um is uh AV going to cost because we can't, you know, we can bring a lot of our own stuff, but I may not have a eight foot projector or a, you know, a, a 4k uh, project, you know, like a, not projector, but projector, but projection screen, eight foot projection yeah. screen, I should say. Um, you know, there are things that the, the common man just doesn't have, you know, that cost four five, $6,000, like some big 4k projector, right? Like People yeah. just don't have those laying around. So, um, so you've got to. Th there are costs associated with coming into a space and renting that space. Um, you know what? What's the alcohol situation? What's the, uh, you know, what's the? What are the accommodations? Right? What's the room rate? Um, negotiating with, uh, you know, with the hotel to try and figure out exactly, you know, um, what is a deal breaker and what isn't a deal breaker. Um, and it's just, it's putting all that together. And then on all of that, right, all that stuff, well, then, then you have to execute. 
if you don't execute right and things turn to crap when everybody's there and nothing works you know like like people can't see the screen or the microphone isn't working or you know the 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 xbox freezes or whatever like you have to be able to execute otherwise people are just going to be sitting around going you know i can't believe i flew all the way here for this um so it's it's a lot it's a huge undertaking and i am not a party planner person i didn't i don't get invited to a lot of parties i don't host a lot of parties i'm a home buddy guy so it is uh you know it's it's a lot to pull off and make sure everything goes smoothly and you got to know and everybody has to know you know when you show like the odds that you have a perfect time are probably pretty low you know you maybe maybe you're you know whatever you had to eat wasn't you know as good as you'd hoped or you didn't like it as much as somebody else or maybe your team lost or you know maybe it was so humid that you got bit up by mosquitoes and all that so like there's some things that are just out of out of anyone's control right yeah um but it's as the person that's putting the convention together that always sucks because you know that's somebody's gonna have like you know maybe they don't right maybe everybody has a great time and they're bounded there was there was one guy um at the 2019 convention it just wasn't having a good time you know got got there's a miscommunication didn't get picked up got you know got left at the hotel going out doing stuff and it's you know you got all these people and and it's like man what the heck you know like this is a bad time but by the end of the weekend you know things started to smooth over started to have fun everything got you know turned around and it was like okay that person had an awesome time i'm glad that everything turned around because you got hundreds of people meeting each other for the first time so anytime you have that dynamic um it's you know, you don't want people to get lost in the shuffle, um, you know, being not being included or, or n- going to the wrong place or not getting the memo. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so it's a challenge. It's my responsibility to make sure that, well, back in the day, all 45 people had a great time. Well, now the responsibility is now all 106 people have to have a good time. That's yeah. a whole different ball game from 45 people have to have a good time. So it, there's a lot of pressure, uh, but there's also a lot of excitement um, because I just, it gives you chills being in a room full of, um, full of people screaming at the screen. <laughs> it's like <laughs> being at the movie theater, except you can talk like that's, it's so crazy, and I got—I mean, I've gotten chills before on the audience freaking out and there being thirty people watching. Yeah, you know, this is—we're talking about an amphitheater with a capacity of seventy. This thing wow. is going to be packed. They're going to have to get the—they're going to—we're going to have to make sure that the fire department is aware uh, that we're not over whatever the capacity. I mean, it's going to be a jam-packed environment atmosphere and it's an enclosed room that sound ain't going anywhere it's going to be loud it's going to there's going to be energy there's going to be excitement i mean it's going to be crazy um and i just i it's all worth it to see all that happen and if any of these teams put together a shoddy game plan and the games are blowouts thanks a lot 
You know, oh, way man. to go. That's, that's gonna way, be, way to, yeah, that's gonna to be ruin it. the toughest. That's like Gen Chat. That's like Gen Chat in real life. Like I could just only <laughs> imagine. And you're here in the in real life, like they just be like, "Gosh, that was just a terrible play, huh? It was just a ter- terrible game that you had there." You're just like, "Damn, I can't even get a- at least on Discord. I can get out of it. Just like, all right, cool. Notifications off. I'm out of Discord for a little bit until Gen Chat finds this new topic. And uh, this is gonna be like a real life Gen Chat where people are really gonna give you their opinions, and you're not gonna be able to run away hey. from it. So. But hey, but at least hey, if they're mad at the game plan, I just point them over in the direction of the coach that's in attendance. Just hey, I I don't know why you're mad at me. Why don't you go over there and talk to them? <laughs> no, and, maybe you know, that's, maybe that's, in a couple hours or or at lunch after they got some food in them. Maybe you don't want to talk to them right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know that's that's the cool part. You know, I I I am a little bit envious of the folks that get to go. I'm not gonna go, and, and 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 the reason why I'm not going is it's 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 simply because I'm going through my own things, right? Like I gotta kind of get through this muck that I'm going through now uh, to be stronger than ever, so I can enjoy these things without limitations, you know, enjoy being with everybody and 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 not really worry about am I gonna feel pain today or or you know. It, will I get a chance to do my exercises or any of that kind of stuff? But you know, I'm I'm a little envious because you're right. You, the people that I get to speak to on a near daily basis, I get to see in person, and the people that I've been able to build relationships over, now we get to actually enjoy those times. Like it was awesome to meet Eddie, to meet TJ, and, and to meet Jermaine. You know, I've met Scott before. Me and Scott know each other, so you know, it's, it's just good seeing him again. Um, but it was it was like I'm just jealous of you because you met TJ. I mean that's <laughs> that's just that's not right. Yeah, that's rare. I know that's very rare. <laughs> um, and you know, shout outs to him. You know, he's honestly the curator of it. You know, before my injury, he he was a he came up with the idea and said, Hey Nelson, would you like to you know? Because he doesn't he he told me he's like I don't really know how many people are in our area. So since you're here, let's you know um kind of explore that and it was fun you know it's it, it's so funny because when i came in I, of course i know eddie because eddie's always on camera and i kind of know jermaine but i you know i was like what if i don't know them what if i walk past them in this restaurant i don't know who i'm looking for right <laughs> and especially if they don't even have ssl gear on at this moment like that it makes it even tougher so um it was really awesome to spend that time with them and speak you know about the SFL and then get different perspectives you know that's a table of a lot of years right a lot of different avenues you know I'm, I'm in the table with owners I'm in the table with uh, a, a, you know ex-league staff person right like it's it's a different type of conversation a different viewpoint because they see it in a different lens than I do as a general manager of a team so it was really great to share that and it, you know it, it would be that tenfold at the convention so, you know, to hear everything that you put into place to get this to happen and now have to be responsible for 106 people, uh, it's a really huge feat. Is this the biggest convention so far, you know, of you having conventions in the SFL? Yeah, both both the um, 2018 and 2019 conventions had about 45. So we're talking more than double any convention that we've had. Um, so it, it's going to be pretty crazy. I, I'm, I am 
optimistic and enthusiastic about what that looks like. And I know that the hotel <laughs> resort, I know when I first came, anytime I first come to people and I'm like, okay, I have a convention. And the convention is a bunch of people that have never met each other are going to show up here. And and they give me they give me this like yeah okay man whatever kind of kind of kind of vibe Response, like yeah. and then they ask they ask yeah how many rooms and I'm like uh probably sixty and they're like all right man cool whatever like like you do you and then, and then I come to the resort and uh, and I meet my contact and take a tour and stuff and we're sitting down going over how things are going and she's like. You uh, got a lot of rooms booked, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Are you surprised? <laughs> like, like you just—it's just something that is just so unique, and definitely something that 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 resort has never seen and will never see again. You know, it's just—it's yeah. uh, just a really cool, unique thing. And I hope there's a lot of people um, that uh, that are at the pool and at the pool bar while we're in there. You know, right off the pool, watching some games and doing Hall of Fame and all that stuff, because I want them peeking in the window. You know, I, what's going on in there? Um, yeah. And, uh, and getting involved, so so it's going to be fun. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's something naturally people want to ask about, right? Like, it's the day that I we had this little meetup, I, I wore my Portland Fleet jersey, and when we were leaving, guy goes, who do you play for, the Ravens? He's like, you have, like, this whole <laughs> outfit, you got, you know, a hat on, a jersey that matches the hat, like, what's going on? And you know, quickly I had to explain, like, yeah, you know, this is a simulation football league. These are, you know, esports teams and, you know, very competitive and everything. He kind of just looked at me like, that's weird, but okay, you know, but it, it, it brings that natural curiosity. And, and I think it's so funny when you try to explain it to people. It's never like, every time I explain it, even to some people that are in the league now who are now with us, they always give me the same look like what the heck are you talking about why would i want to be sitting watching a game that i can't control but then you get involved in it and you get involved with everything in the process of development progression team atmosphere uh community community involvement uh create creativity you know creative outlets you end up seeing that this is way more than what you just think you're hearing because i'm telling you that this we are game planning with a video game that we don't control with people that we don't know playing for us trying to get a championship like to give that to somebody and help them understand that is <laughs> it's like trying to explain like the relativity or, or or the the constructs of a black hole like they just look at you like what are you talking about <laughs> I, so i just yeah. know i just know that it's a beautiful thing by the time that by the time the general population realizes how awesome it is uh, we'll be so far out ahead that it'll be you know it will be golden uh we'll be the leaders we'll be the staple um and uh and i love my favorite calls that are scheduled on my calendar are new people and I, I answer the phone. I said, what do you want to talk about today? And they say, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I just have a lot of questions. And I said, dude, I'm ready. Let's go. I've heard it all. You know, I know you have a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions. Um, and yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's great. It's special. And I'm going to tell you the implementation of the SFLM. I'm going to tell you it, it was probably the best thing. And 
that's coming from a, a, a perspective that I was a non-contracted player, right? And I always talk about my experience and how it changed. When I got into the SFLM, you know, at that time I was contemplating staying in the league, right? My first go around with the team wasn't what I expected. I didn't have the connection. I didn't know how Gen Chat worked. I couldn't progress. So that was like, what are you talking about, right? And, you know, when I got into the SFLM is where I met Ben Jackson, Right. And Ben, you know, I was put on Annapolis and then he goes and he starts talking to me and he's giving me this welcome packet, right? And he's trying to help me figure out how do I want to build my linebacker and, 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 and trying to build a culture with a bunch of rookies who've never done this ever to now play it together, right? And, and, and feel that team atmosphere and it was fun and, and like I was talking to OJ those relationships you build in the minors seem to help you in the majors right I had it happen to me today where uh, uh, Annapolis brother of mine helped me out today right like I think what you did with the minors really helps people grow into this or into our community organically so when they be, go into gen chat when they go into locker rooms when they go into it now they know how to engage they know how to interact the the thought process of progressing isn't strange to them, right? And that helps you with retention. That helps you with people wanting to be more involved and saying, hey, this is a little unorthodox that I'm not used to, but hey, come try it out because it was an amazing experience from end to end. Um, I think you've done some things that really have excelled uh, this league in, into into that where you, you you maybe have more less calls you know people trying to call you and say hey, tell me about this league but you you can explain to them about the SFLM and then they can really get that hands on with the safety net experience of what you would get in the majors at least in my opinion yeah the websites help too that's, yeah that's been a big help get getting that information out there to people and getting them going you know without uh without too much hand holding yeah and question for you too with the convention do you have anybody else who's helping you with this process as well i know you have your league staff i don't know if it's anybody in particular that's helping you because it's such a huge volume this time around um who's been helping you through the process of the the whole prepping and and and, and getting this executed of the convention uh, not a lot of help on that end, uh, which is it's not like anybody dropped the ball or anything. <laughs> I've just been putting it together, um, you know, obviously getting feedback um, uh, from the convention channel from time to time. But, um, but you know, once, once we get to the convention, I need to put together a posse. Um, but I don't have, like, a great name like Flossie Posse from uh, uh, Girls Trip. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Nelson, but that is one funny movie. Um, but uh, so I, I need like a commission's crew or something. Um, get them a get them a C badge or or something to wear. But um, you know, just just to help with setup. Um, setup on Friday, setup Saturday, setup Sunday. You know, tear down that type of thing. We don't have a lot of stuff, but particularly Saturday, right when we got 12 hours of games, like we can't start late. You know, yeah. we gotta we gotta get these we gotta get these flags up. We gotta get this room popping. We gotta get these. We gotta get all this stuff hooked up. We gotta make sure that the mics work. We gotta do all that stuff because we gotta start on time. Because you know, Nelson, what all pro will do to me 
If I yeah. start just a little bit late, it'll say, you know what you need? Double overtime. That's what you need to make it easier on yourself. And it'll yeah. always do that. It won't. The last game of the day won't be OT. It'll be the first two. And it'll make everything go longer than it's supposed to and crush the whole day. So so it's, it's important. So I, I need to put together, and a couple of people have offered already, Stephen Hacker, uh, my pops, uh, Mike All. Just need a couple more. Just, uh, you know, need a couple more commissioners, crew members uh, to help us with setup to make sure that the, uh, the the event for everybody else goes off without a hitch. Uh, you know, I'll buy a beer and, uh, you know, if anybody wants to give me a dessert, you know, I'm always down. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it'll be good. So um, so that that's that's the plan for the uh, for the weekend. Hey, Mike, all. Even even throwing out there for me, hey, if you want me to bring a photo booth, um, I can uh, I can draw that down to you. Um, and I said, hey man, that's that sounds really good. That <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see what uh, kind of shenanigans we can get into. But uh, um, yeah, that's what's going on. And hopefully, community members too can take the initiative to say, hey, because 106 people for you to coordinate, Cam. You're not going to get to everybody like you said, but if there is 10 people that will say, hey, I will take these 10 people and I will text them all so they know where we're going or where we're going to be at or what's happening, that can make the experience for somebody, right? Just 10 people of this community saying, hey, I will take these 10 and I will coordinate just Cam, you let me know what's happening so I can let them know and now you have more of that consistency. I think that would be really awesome. And, you know, shout outs to you know, Hacker and, and Mike All and, you know, folks that are really doing that. And also, too, to Brian Dynasty for the pins that he's providing. You know, I think that was such a great idea as well. That, you know, hopefully if people are listening, <laughs> they can um, they can uh, 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 hear your call and maybe reach out to you uh, with that. Now, for the folks that aren't going, we're going to start with them first, who are unable to attend. Uh, what should they expect, right? Will there be any kind of uh, any live looks or live streams or anything of that sort for folks that maybe couldn't make it out to the convention? Yeah, so Friday, once we get set up, we're rolling that feed. And there's going to be a camera on the crowd and, you know, people can come up to and say, you know, say whatever, say hello to the folks at home or whatever, right? But we want to be able to give you that live look at what's going on, right? What's going on around the convention while, you know, things are happening. Um, you know, so we'll have that going. Um, and then, of course, we'll have the Hall of Fame. Um, and uh, I don't know if we're going to live stream Trivia Night or not, um, but that TBD. Uh, the, I just have to take a look at the budget. Um, but Saturday, same thing. You're going to have games on all day. You're going to have that live feed. Um, you know, you're, I mean, you're going to get to experience the rush, even though you're not there. You know, it's not the same, but at least you know what's going on. Um, now, Sunday, uh, we've got some games we'll have premiered on YouTube and stuff. Uh, there won't be a live stream Sunday. Um, I have kind of put my foot down after I... 2018 was so exhausted from putting to get, you know, I mean, I just worked the whole weekend and I didn't really get to enjoy it with everybody. Um, and Sunday is, is my day to, to socialize with everybody, which is important too. 
I mean, if people show up, I know they're not showing up for me, but they certainly would like to have a five minute conversation at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yep. a, it's it's something where you know part of part of a great convention experience is is to just relax and and shoot it with people. Um, just just be chill. It doesn't have to be SFL all the time. It really doesn't. I think people, you know, eventually you get a little sick of it, right? Because you just yeah. you're just trying to bond. Um, and yeah. there are so many other things uh, to bond over than than the league. It doesn't make the league bad. It just means that we have more to offer each other as people, yeah. as individuals, um, than just you know watching. SFL constantly or talking about SFL constantly or whatever. Now, if you talk to Stephen Hacker, that's not the case. Hacker will talk my ear off of the SFL so much that I'll just get sick and tired of him talking to me about it. It's my own damn league. So, I mean, he, he you know, there are people that, oh, if you want to talk SFL all weekend, they absolutely will talk about SFL all weekend. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, you, you got to have time to, to, to just chill, too. Um, and so that's kind of what Sunday's about. And if you're sitting at home going, man, I wonder, you know, I wonder who's doing backstrokes in the pool with a beer. I wonder, you know, I'm, like, I wonder what kind of shenanigans people are getting into I can't see. Uh, well, then you're going to have to just come next year um, yeah. or, or hear the stories um, of, uh, you know, of people when they get back. And I think that's going to be awesome hearing everybody's one-off experiences, you know. If anybody's listening, if you're going to the convention and you want to reach out to me, you know, these Friday shows are always like this, right? This whole conversating on air where everybody can kind of hear it. And um, if you are going to be involved, I'd love to hear these stories about how it goes. It's in yours too, Cam, you know, for Cam's Corner. Uh, you can come in and kind of share how your experience was this time around and uh, maybe some stories you can share that you had to be there to, to be there, you know, and I know you've had a couple of them, right? Like, uh, I feel like that ham, uh, gift that's on Gen <laughs> chat, you know, that, that or lasers, right? Um, these are moments that came from conventions and, uh, it'd be great to see if those can really excel and, and even have maybe more of those type of moments, um, when you do have them. So for the folks that are attending, what is their day-to-day looking like? What should they expect if they're showing up and, and making that uh, trip down to, to Houston? Yeah, Thursday, if you can make it early. Uh, I don't know what Mike St. Green and Don, his wife, are going are gonna to do. I don't, know how, I don't know how to even entertain two people at my house, let alone 30. Um, but they're going to have a get-together Thursday night. Uh, I should be down there by then. Um, I'm rolling in on Thursday. I wish I could come in a day earlier, but when now am we supposed to play all these games? <laughs> so, so I don't know if you've ever tried to upload a two gig file in a hotel, but it doesn't work. That's it's just not a thing. So, um, so we got to get these games played. But um, uh, Thursday night will be the the meet and greet at Mike and, and Dawn's house, and I've met both of them when I was down vacation in Galveston they are beautiful people they're just they're wonderful to be around um they're just lovely you know they, they they're just just so many great people in this league man so so that's happening Thursday night and I'm sure Thursday nights you know it's gonna it's gonna be a party night too you know we don't have any events like in the morning or anything on Friday so uh you know people are gonna get real familiar with each other 
and then Friday, there's a, <laughs> hey, you take that however you want. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything I'm not more. Gonna, I'm not um, going to clip that. You know, I'm not going to hey, say yeah, that but you laugh, for though, so you, open, you open it up for people who wanted to go in the wrong direction. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Friday, you know, the, the, that's when the majority of people are, are rolling in, right? And so uh, that'll that'll kind of be our official. Um, you know, meet and greet where everybody kind of gets to know each other, meet each other. Um, and we'll have games uh, there too. I just, I put together the finalized schedule, uh, breaking news, right? Uh, we'll have the championship rematch Friday. Charleston will take on DC Friday. Um, so we'll have a couple games going kind of in the background, right? I mean, we've got just background noise. You know, the games will, games will have commentary. So, you know, we'll just be watching some games. And if you care about that game, you're watching. If you don't, you don't, right? You just you're mingling with other people. Yeah. So that's uh that's Friday afternoon. Um, pool's got a swim up bar. It is literally ten steps from our event space. So wow. you just walk out and you just go up to the bar and ask the bartender for whatever you want. Um, and uh, and hop in the pool if the ten steps you took have made you very hot because you know it's probably gonna be 93 feels like 100 or whatever um uh, yeah that's so, ain't no joke yeah, ex- yeah exactly so so uh we'll have that then we'll have hall of fame uh inductions uh let's see chisholm will be there mike dags will be there my dad will be there i think bdg hollywood may be there um i'm trying to think of who else is going to be there from the hall of fame but there's a handful of people um getting in this time around and uh i I, ron cochran mentioned he was going to send a video i think frank's going to send a video so um so i have hall of fame and then what i want to do nelson i want to i want to have a trivia night i kind of want to i kind of want to do a hybrid do a little bit of jeopardy style but then also do it like uh you know uh trivia nights at bars right you've got different teams at different tables and everybody, you know, writes their answer on a whiteboard, holds it up, right, to see if they get their answer right. And, yeah. you know, I want to do, do SFL trivia, but I also want to do, you know, just pop culture trivia. You know, let's see, let's see who knows the most about yarn or whatever, right? Uh, porcupines. <laughs> like, let's, let's mix it up. Let's get weird a little bit and, and get to yeah. know each other. And, and, and let's see who, uh, you know, who has the smarts, uh, you know, about stuff other than the league. And, um, you know, it, it, it should bond people together, you know, work together as a team, get to know people, um, have a good time with it. You know, just, just do it as a nice kind of team building exercise. And I'm sure some of the answers are just, you know, it's going to be outrageous. And then that'll, that'll become the new meme, right? And then people will be talking about that all week long. Um, yeah. Then Saturday is just live games bonanza. You know how it is, Nelson. I mean, we just it's, it's the crown jewel, right? You get to watch SFL games live with SFL people in a room that's fully decked out in SFL flags and gear and pride. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just it's it's just an awesome thing. Um, you know, and, and Sunday, man, it's, it's just chill day. I mean, there's there's lounge chairs silent auction photo booth possibly you know we've got we've got some other teams that haven't played yet that week that hey we're just going to be showing the games if you're interested you know awesome if you're if you'd rather you know chill out in the sun get a tan 
do that too. And I'm telling you, it's 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 ten steps from the pool. Yeah. It's it's nothing. It's all in the same um, area, complex area. Yeah. So I mean, you don't have to go anywhere. And if you and and if you want to go, if you want to get out of the pool and grab a steak, that's twenty steps away. You know, like it's just it's it's so. Um, it's unlike any event space that we've ever been at and that I've ever been at personally. Um, and it should just be, um, you know, a great time. I mean, the beach is 30 minutes away. The space station is is uh, 15 minutes away. Um, the, there's a boardwalk that's got, you know, some great carnival rides and some cool shops and stuff. That's 10 minutes away. It's a great area. And I've been there. I've been down in Galveston to vacation a number of times, um, and it's just I just love it down there, man. It's so great. I can't wait for everyone else to experience that. Um, and I think uh, I think it's just going to be awesome, um, an awesome time for everybody. Um, and uh, there's, I mean, there's lots to do for everyone. So yeah, it sounds like it's going to be jam packed. And um, it you know I, I actually have family in Houston, so I've been down to Galveston before. And uh, the, the, the appeal to me going out there, not just because I have family there, but it's just how everything comes together in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? The, the hospitality is bigger in Texas. Um, the, the food, the uh, atmosphere, like everything's just so big, so extravagant in Texas, right? Everybody got trucks, right? While everybody's trying to go electric, Texas goes the opposite. Um, and it's just, again, like, you know, knowing that everything that's going to be together in that, I, I know it's going to be a great experience. And then Galveston itself is such a huge staple for a lot of folks in Texas, right? Like, it's known. Galveston is known for um, its area. So, uh, you know, it, it, I'm very envious, but it's going to be really cool. And before we continue on, Cam, I do want to share with any listeners. So um, we have about four, three more minutes on live air. If you are listening to us through the link, I would recommend you go ahead and call in. The phone number is 515-605-9847. If you want to continue hearing the rest, me and Cam got a couple more questions to go by. Maybe uh, it's going to go a little bit longer than what the live air is going to provide. So if you want to keep on listening, you want to stick to it, please call in. But if you don't, as soon as we end this show, it will take a little bit and be available on the link or any podcast stuff from there. But um, I want to make sure folks know, Cam, because we're going to get to that point where the music's going to get loud. We're not going to know why. You're going to hear somebody in your ear saying 90 seconds or 60 seconds or 10 seconds. And I want folks to know that, you know, what to expect, because there's some great stuff that we're talking about tonight. And I don't want them to miss out if they do want to listen out. So um, I want to touch upon. So we have the Hall of Fame induction. And in that Hall of Fame, your dad, right, is 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 going to be uh, placed in that Hall of Fame induction. So what I what I want to know is one: what were your thoughts about your dad being in this Hall of Fame, right? Your dad's doing in this league with you, experienced the league on his own, right? Like he, you know, he's a he's a coach over there in in Las Vegas, and you know he's planning to to do the whole thing with the Scorpions to retire with them. Um, so, like, what what is your thoughts about your dad being inducted? And do you have anybody? Are you going to be speaking on behalf of your dad? You know how in the NFL they always had that one person that speaks about that person, and then they have them come up and then speak about themselves. Like, who's doing that for the, your dad? Is that going to be yourself, or is there somebody else going to be doing that? 
Yeah, you know, we really haven't worked out the whole emceeing for the Hall of Fame, which I really have to get on. Um, so thanks for the reminder of that or the exposure uh, of that failure, Nelson. But um, <laughs> uh, he, the, the one memory that I always think about with my dad related to the league is, is uh, back when we first started in 2010 and I was calling games audio only and I had 56 teams and I was just such an idiot, you know. And he was he was kind of critical, you know. We were in the we were in the kitchen, and I remember he was he was kind of picking it apart, right? Like all the flaws and all the issues and all the things. And back then, I thought, you know, you're just a real jerk, aren't you? You know, you just can't you, you don't understand. You can't just you know you can't let me have this one. Um, but it pushed it pushed it to be better, right? Um, and he's been there from all the way back in that moment and really only Eric Barkley can say that you know I mean but but back then I mean not back at that time I probably had never had a phone conversation with Barkley so I mean he, he's he's always been kind of on the ground floor watching it grow um, watching it evolve and eventually ended up selling his team because he just you know he, he could just couldn't keep up with it anymore because it had just gotten so big and it had just grown so much. And um, he's such a character and uh, his support of the league, whether it be big or small in, uh, you know, a large amount of time or a short amount of time that he can provide to it, um, you know, it means a great deal. And his tight end has had a lot of successful seasons in the league too. Um, You know, that's partly due to him and that's partly due to, dumb luck you know how it is nelson i mean sometimes players just have incredible careers um and they got the exact same ratings of a guy that just doesn't you know it's it's kind of a magical thing and uh and he's had a great career and um you know he he deserves he deserves to be in there and that's you know i didn't vote um the teams vote and you know the teams understand that as well he's uh he's he's spent a lot of time here for sure yeah, and it, it has to be great to have somebody in your family partaking and, and being involved. And, you know, again, like, it, it's just so cool. You know, I do this with Mel Davis. I'm, uh, you know, me and Mel, like, our relationship stem from, you know, he was my, he's my veterinarian. He still is, right? And um, he brought me into this community thanks to Zeke, and we're all interconnected. Dude, you got to go to a sense. regular doctor, man. You can't be going to the vet. Are you just are you skirting medical bills? You just going to the vet, getting dog medicine? You got yeah, you know, man. Trying, you gotta go to the real to doctor. Costs, you know, we're in the United States. You know, insurance ain't ain't, ain't cheap out here. We don't have universal health care like other parts of the world. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it, you know, it, it, it's again like to have somebody who I'm doing this with with Mel, right? Like and, and Zeke, who just got announced as being assistant OC. It's awesome to do this with them. So I could just imagine how it is, you know, having your dad be involved, having his career that he's had, which I feel like is 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 is, is in his own respects, right? Not coming in and saying, "Hey, I'm Cam's dad." Bow down to my feet, right? Uh, he he made his own journey. He made his own story, um, and it's it's going to be great to see him in, into the Hall of Fame. And I know he still has more to go, right? Just because you're inducted in the Hall of Fame doesn't mean it's it's a wrap, but um, it, it's just really cool to see that. And I really wanted to get your thoughts because, I mean, that's your dad, right? Um, so 
heavy, oh, he'll heavy ask stuff. you to bow down to his feet, but it's not because he's my dad. It's just because he'll <laughs> so he'll ask you. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's really cool to be able to share that, and it's just uh, having that your family support as well in, into the league. I mean, that's 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 all awesome in its own. So, um, now. It's kind of going back. I guess I, I, I didn't want to touch back on automation now that we already talked about it. But this was a question I was wondering, and I meant to add this in the automation conversation in the beginning. But um, how was the launch of the automation? Like, how was that day? And what did the back end look like, right? And the outside, it was somewhat smooth. Like, I didn't really see anything that anybody was complaining on. I, I did see some things like, oh, it's not letting me do this or that or something, right? Um but overall, from the outside, it looked pretty smooth, right? It looked good. But yeah, I wanted it was to kind pretty of good. Get, yeah, I wanted to see yeah, how was, you know was, how it was launched, and then were there any issues that we didn't know about? It was pretty good. You know, there are always uh, you know little things. You know, um, and I think sometimes the hardest thing is figuring out. Okay, well, what's really at fault? You know, is is this error being reported because it's an actual error or, you know, by the system? Or is it an error by the person reporting the error, right? Yeah. And sometimes, like, it's it's hard to uh, distinguish what's real and what isn't in terms of a problem. Um, and, and so that's kind of the hardest part with a launch like that, right? Because you're just trying to identify what is what are actually the issues and what are things that people are just misunderstanding. Um, yeah, and working through that, uh, it was—I mean, it was easy compared to, to other launches. I mean, uh, our programmer did a fantastic job, um, and yeah, there have been issues and there have been hiccups, and and I think until we kind of, you know, over the next three weeks, we're going to continue to have those things. Um, but uh, I, I once you get through kind of one off season that's that's pretty much it right you fix all the it, the things and then they're fixed so yeah. I, I have really a great optimism um, for the system just from the standpoint of it, it, the same mistake just doesn't get made twice if it's broken now it gets fixed and then that's it right because it's not it's not like a machine that is gonna break Right and needs constant maintenance or uh, you know a repair person to come out and fix. It's code. Yeah. So as long as it's coded correctly, it will always be correct. Um, and and so the initial combing through it all, um, that's the challenge uh, to make sure that it's all working properly. But once it's all working properly, we have a beautiful thing. So. Um, you know, I look at it as it was a 95 out of 100 launch, and we yeah. can everything everything that is and that is a part of that five percent is fixable. Um, so it was uh, it was great. Yeah, and it, and and that's what it seemed like from the outside, right? Like, and I asked folks, I was like, hey, what do you think about the automation system, right? I asked rookies, I asked vets, I asked coaching staff, I asked everybody, right? And for the most part, they were like, it's it's really nice like it's really cool i love how it's instantaneous right i send the contract they get it they they sign it it gets back to me i can validate it i can do what i got to do right and it's so instantaneous and you know it's really hard too to get 
people sometimes, right? Like everybody has a real life. So to have that instantaneous, hey, I just need five minutes of your time to knock this out, went a long way to really make sure that everybody was ready to go um, before the draft. So we had everything in place ready to go. So from the outside looking in, it looked like a great job and, and kudos to everybody involved with that. Now, we kind of touched, touched upon this next question, which we talked about our more features plans, but what is your ultimate vision of this automation system? And I kind of gave some examples, right? Um, again, a team roster being filled or maybe like a what's open in the player portal, right? Like, like you know, job listings sense, right? Uh, team openings or uh, maybe even a place where teams can sign their coaches and front office staff to a contract, right? Like, hey, look, this person said they're going to be my GM. Boom, I want to submit this contract. So the league can approve it and say, hey, this is what we're doing, or maybe even up to ownerships, right? Maybe the automation system can be a place where submissions can happen, and now you just have one automated place where you can approve or deny certain situations i don't know i'm just i really would like to see what your ultimate vision would be of an automation system we talked a little bit about playbook management but overall like what are some of those ideas are those ideas even plausible or are those things that maybe are futuristic ideas for the system yeah i look at it like this nelson automation the system right it's number one purpose it's number one function is to grow the league without growing costs. Yeah. That's what it does. And as and the focus has to be on how do we um, do that as a league. So I don't look at automation in terms of its full vision necessarily at the system itself, right? Now what we have to do is we have to build a functioning league around the abilities of the system that's now in place, right? For example, at the snap of my fingers, if I've got 300 people waiting to get on an SFL roster, right? 300. What are we going to do? How are we going to accommodate all those players? That's 12 new players a team. We could do that tomorrow with the automation system. No problem. Just sign them all. It literally adds nothing to the plate of the of the league office. Zero. But we don't have a league that has a rule set that's built to accommodate that kind of depth on a team. So we have to transform our league to be able to accommodate the, that amount of players in every way. Not just automation, but what does that mean for teams? What does that mean for games? What does that mean for playbooks? What is that? All that stuff, right? So yeah. we've got to that, – that's the challenge, right? It's not about, okay, what are we going to now add next in automation? It's about, okay, how do we get the rest of our league to the level that this automation system that has been built? Like, it, it's – it's a game changer. And so you really have to kind of comb the layers back on everything you've accomplished because that is its number one function. Drive more people into the league without putting a burden on all the different departments that run the league. Um, yeah. And 
and and we're on the cusp of doing that. Um, and, and so that is really the ultimate vision, right? Building a league around the system that's there now. Additions to the system, edits to the – all that costs money, right? And if we have the money, we'll do that. But yeah. now it's about it's, – it's the focus has to be on getting, you know, getting profitable. We've been a business for – for almost four years and we have we've not been profitable right we we've got to get to a point where that is a reality um because just like any other business right you have to you have to put on a good enough product to survive and we know as a company look if we have 480 customers and we can't ever grow beyond that we just we're yep. not going to survive it's just it's it's too it's too large but at the same time it's not large enough, right, for what it needs to do and how it needs yeah. to function. And nobody wants to be paying $500 a year for their player because, you know what I mean? Because, hey, we, the money's got to come from somewhere. Like, no, that's, that's, that's not the ultimate goal of the league because the goal of the league is to give everybody a chance to play, right? And yeah. not everybody can, can, can do that on some, you know, insane cost. To them, right? So uh, it's uh, that's that's the vision and the focus now. Not necessarily even on the system itself, but everything that surrounds it to bring that up to the level that we need it to be, so that we can accommodate all those people. Yeah, and you know, it, it's just you're right, right? This is it, we we still got to understand that this league is still it's growing. And it's getting better, but in the grand spectrum of things for some of these other things to happen, it will take money, right? I mean, you're in the background doing a lot of these things to try to get in, you know, uh, the exposure, the, the, the network situations, right, which I want to talk to you about afterwards, right? But, like, you're doing all these things to try to get revenue into here, not solely it being only based off the player revenue. And um, it's always been a concept, like I, I get that concept, right, in business, that you always have to comp. Year after year, you have to comp in sales, okay? Like I, I've been doing this for years, and they always same old BS, 10% comp. Like I can say that with, with freaking like, like a robot, right? But it's true. Businesses, if you don't have comp, if you don't comp over what you did last year, you become very stagnant. And when you become stagnant, then things happen, right? And, and the retail game is business getting closed right reduction of staff reduction of locations to finally go for bankruptcy right so for something of this caliber yeah you, you money it, it took money to get this to happen right which is, is what you know can affect things like what it costs to be part of this league and we had a a small reduction recently right with with certain positions and then as well as some of the play, uh, the owner fees right so some of those are happening, and, and that's a strategy that a lot of people also use, too. Like, recently, Chipotle, for the folks that don't know, increased the prices of their food. And the reason why they did that is because they started paying their employees $15 an hour. So they said, hey, for us to give these people $15 an hour, we're now going to charge you damn near, depending on how you fill up your burrito, but minimal $11 up to $16 for a burrito. So, you but know, the, businesses but do the that one strategy. difference is the one difference is is that you don't have a bunch of suits making yeah. gobs amount of money at the top in some corporate office somewhere. You yep. just have 
me and my broken down car that doesn't drive anymore. Like that's it, <laughs> right? So you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about why you know that's what they're saying, right? What what they really mean is we got to charge more for the food because yeah. we're not going to let. Fifteen dollars mm-hmm. an hour affect our bottom line, yep. right? The yep. the executive bottom line, right? That and that's really what that means, right? They probably would be, they they would probably be profitable, just not at the rate that they've been. But they've got, you know, investors too. Yep. They've got investors and people that said, hey. I put up this money, and I'm not willing to, to, to you know, this, this was my investment. I put my money on the line. I wrote you a check for years. I, we, we took losses, right, yep. as a company. We took, we took loss after loss after loss, and I believed, and I believed, and I believed. And now we're making money, and we're profitable, and now you're telling me, oh, well, we're not going to raise the cost of our food, and so you're going to get less. Mm-hmm. And... People, everybody's got someone to answer to, right? Yeah. But and so I get it, right? Like it's not, it's not all about you know, oh well, they're just they're just greedy people in suits. I mean, they, there's there's it's very complex and complicated the way people have to answer to people. But at least in the SFL, we're just a, an extremely small company, and we're just trying to put out an entertainment product for everyone and to give everyone an opportunity to be a star. And it's it's wholesome, right? We're not. Yeah. There are no suits here. I don't even own a suit, so you know <laughs> you uh, I literally no, could not be a suit I person. I saw you on the draft. <laughs> you had a blazer. All right, that's that's a step up. You know, you, you could have yeah, went out there but, with a t-shirt, but, but you had a you, you. But you saw me from the chest up. What you didn't see is that blazer is four years old, and I can't button the button anymore because I'm a little bigger. So it's not even a real thing, right? I couldn't fit the pants either. So it's like it, it doesn't count because it doesn't even fit. So I literally can't be a suit man because I don't have one. So, um, so yeah, it, it's it, it it's always a challenge, um, you know, trying to make it go, but. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're hitting our stride and automation will allow us to not only bring the experience to more people, but slow the roll too on just, you know, just jacking up prices every three months. You know, you're not going to be sitting here and every month go, holy crap, they raised the price again. Like, no, that's not, you know, that's not what we're about. We're just, you know, we're just trying to survive just like anybody else. But I think, Cam, you know, one of the things that everybody sees ultimately is the understanding of it, man. I think you have 2,000-plus people that are on this Discord, right? I know every time I hit everyone, Discord wants to remind me how many users this is about to go to, right? So <laughs> you have 2,000 people-plus that, 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 that believe in this, right? And let's just say that out of those 2,000, only 1,000 people are active. Like, you have 1,000 people that want to support this because what you've been able to provide supersedes what people see on Twitch or on YouTube or on whatever we're on, right? And I think, again, you know, it's, it's just I'm waiting for the day that you tell me, hey, somebody finally saw us. We got different investors. And, and the thing is, too, I know you, you're, you're going to do your due diligence on those investors, right? Like, hey, this, we're not going to have 
does anybody invest in the SFL? Because when somebody invests, they expect to have some type of ownership or something in return, right? Right. I've had at least 15 different people that I have, I have not, we have not taken their investment. I mean, it, it's yeah. a lot. But like you said, and that's what sometimes people don't understand, like it depends on what the offer is. Like yeah. what do you bring to the table? What are what stipulations come with these type of things? And and you know, oftentimes it's just it, it doesn't align, you know, with where we're trying to go. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it it is, and I mean I I just see it, Cam, and you know I, I just I always got to give you kudos because you you really are making this possible with so little right and and and, you know folks don't know i'm pretty sure they think you know you're a commissioner you probably have a mansion in the hills um you drive a rolls royce right i hope Um, you have that you have tailored gator suits right but but you are a person just like us and i think that's even gives us even more respect to you that you always said it now you know you walk past a, a, a on sale bin you saw this game and you said, hey, you were tired of, of, of getting beat in these games and you wanted to create something that gave that, 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 that level playing field for everybody. They didn't have to be the best controller. They just had to be the best strategic person to bring the best product out there, right? So knowing that and knowing what you envision, man, even like I said, a thousand people I know here are willing to do whatever they can to ensure the SFL success. And yes, we may not like certain things, right? I mean, again, you can't please everybody. That's always been a term that everybody knows. But I think you do a damn good job on trying to maintain and and grow and build and push in a very respectable way that, again, people may not like it, but people understand and and, and just believe in this this product that you have here so much that they're willing to do whatever they can and it's amazing right like I've even seen people in gen chat say that they're waiting for money I don't know where money's coming from right but they're waiting for something just to give that little bit of money they just got back into the league that's so amazing yeah that's and that's an honor that's an honor so I I just think again you know um (laughs) You're right, it takes money for some of these things, some of the features that I was talking about. Um, but, hey, I mean, I think because we care about it so much, we just come up with all these ideas to try to be like, hey, this would be a great idea, right? But you're right, it takes some capital to get these ideas into place. So I, I really am hoping, you know, really, I can see that happening. And I, and I tell, it's funny, when I tell people I do this show, they go, do you get paid to do this? first question i swear to you cam it's like clockwork i'm like yeah i have a podcast oh what is it about oh it's about you know the league it's about this that's the fellow that i'm part of and they go okay you getting paid for that and i'm like no i'm doing it because i love this league i enjoy this i enjoy talking to people getting information but it's also just having fun and 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 kind of just like they say shooting the shit on air right so um I love this portion of it and, and, and yeah this is this is something that I do a passion project and I and I always hope that when I do this somebody new is listening and says this sounds hella cool and goes and checks it out and uh and and gets to help bring in more into this into this here because I, I will tell you this is not because I'm involved nor is it because you're on the on air with me 
But I do feel like this is honestly the most structured STEM league that I've seen. And I haven't been in many. So, again, my knowledge is very limited. This is my first STEM league ever. Um, to just everything that I see here in the, in the, in, in the, in, in what it brings and the capabilities that I see happening and the constant upgrades, it's to a point where you're going to blow up. I I just feel it. It's just, you get, somebody's going to notice the damn hard work that you've done, taking this to go to high definition streaming, to give a quality product on air every single time, to still give a great experience for somebody in the draft process, to give people who don't even have experience to help you do things like broadcasting right like some of us don't never broadcast in our life but you gave us the ability to do it and we're willing to give our time to do so so i just think that when you see all this stuff together you just i i i do hope that one day that perfect situation happens and they it allows you to take the sim league like i joke with people but i'm i seriously mean it i can see this being on espn right i mean shoot dodgeball used to be on espn at one time, right? Legitly. <laughs> so if something of that sport was there, why couldn't an eSport? And eSports are changing so much. Yes, COVID kind of gave it a little bit of a jump start with eSports because everybody was home. But eSports was already moving into a standpoint where people were, were supporting teams that would go play video games on the big stage. Like, that's so yeah, crazy I'm, to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day... None of us do it for the money. I could make more money doing anything, anything in my field in, in sports <laughs> yeah. entertainment. I yeah. could make money doing anything. I've had, I've been employed in sports since I was 16 years old. Like I, I get it, but I don't want to. Right? It's not as exciting as doing this for the community. And for eight, for not eight years, for seven years, I didn't make. A darn thing, zero, yeah. didn't make anything, you know. And and you've been doing the show for a year and a half, two years now. And yeah, going like on it's like man, the, the, yeah, I, you don't do it for the money. But guess what? If you get on a train and that train is going somewhere, hey man, you never know, right? I mean, the league wants to start. I know you're gonna ask me about the network. And it's like, hey, if we want all of our content creators on there. Why? Because we're going to run ads on your content. How many people are going to watch? I don't know. But whatever, whatever gets monetized, it's yours. You know what I mean? Like, that, like we want to do things that help everybody succeed. And does it mean you're going to have gator suits? Does it mean you're going to have a Rolls Royce? Absolutely not. You're never going <laughs> to, you just won't. I won't, you won't, no one will, right? But we we can be on ESPN one day. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the, like, that's the drive. And every day you don't get that phone call, Nelson, right? Or I don't get that phone call or we don't get that phone call. It's just more motivation. You idiots, you don't know what you're missing. I'm going to prove yeah. to you what you're missing and by the time you run into us you're going to go holy crap i can't believe i didn't know about this yeah me neither where's the contract put it in front of me right because it it just um it's it's just more motivation to just come out there and grind and hustle and say hey man 
I'm just doing this for the love of the community. All those other people that don't believe right now, that don't see our product, that don't understand it, that don't forget them, right? I'm not going to get tied up because ESPN won't return my call. Now you can call me later in two years when they realize what they've missed. For now, I'm going to go grind for the community who is here believing right now because that's who matters, right? Not no. not the people that I'm trying to get attention from, but the people that that I'm giving attention to, right? That's who matters. So, yeah. But look, Cam, I, I'm gonna tell you. Whenever that happens, if this ends up becoming a paying gig one day, I'm gonna tell you. I think you will have so many people applying to work for the SFL, um, just like the NFL, right? Like anybody's killing to get an NFL job in some way, capacity, right? I think it would be the same way here if you have ability to pay some of the, you pay the people your league staff that help you, or or whatever. People would love to do that. I think at the end of the day, uh, folks will always you know we have so many people from so many walks of life. There's people out here who have probably connections to get you to the president, right? Um, it's just again, you know. I, I just can't wait until that happens because you're right. What we have is special, and not everybody can be a superstar, right? That, I mean, how many how many times in sports do they tell athletes your, your, your odds of going to the NFL are X Y Z, your, your your chances of being picked up by an NBA team are X Y Z. You know, like it's true statistics, but what you're providing to us and to people who don't even have the ability, we're talking about. The, Maybe physically or whatever the case may be An opportunity to get involved In a sport You know and, and that's, right. the, that's that's That outweighs The athletes maybe to every one Athlete there's 10 non-athletes Or 20 non-athletes or 30 non-athletes So it is honestly a market That can help people Not like we have stories of, of People in this league who are families Who enjoy it together right you have Fathers and sons and sisters and brothers and the whole family like the Harrells were at one time all involved in the league right it means so much to people and you always hear the stories and then we again we have folks who have real disabilities that couldn't be you know a a a quarterback or couldn't be a halfback or couldn't be a player on the field for for, but this gave them the ability to do so I mean that's just so great at the end of the day on what you're able to do that you're right if it catches wind to somebody ESPN or somebody who is really out there who has half a million viewers I mean it's going to catch fire and it's going to be something because I don't know who and I want to really know who, who created that line but we put the fan in fantasy hottest that line I've was, ever heard stamp that who was that that oh god <laughs> I'm blanking I think I'm going to get back to you on that, Nelson. Right, get, get back I'm, to me and I'll talk here. about it. They're still here, so I'm going to get roasted for this. Um, but I remember when they said it, I said, hey, I'm going to run with that. And, uh, yeah. and they're like, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, you, and that was a hot, that was such a great way of putting it, right? Because it's such a dynamic that we have here, like, you know, I you wear so much hats in this league, right? For my example, I'm a general manager, I am a tight end, and I'm a league, and I'm part of the league, and I'm part of the content team, right? And part of the broadcast team, and you know what I'm saying? Like, so many hats you wear in this, but it's so fun. And, you know, 
bless my wife first and foremost, man, because she allows me to do this. She, like earlier today, I, I was working on some stuff for for to change up, you know, my 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 promo thing, much bobber picture for this show, right? And she was okay with it. She said, "What you doing, baby?" I was like, oh, "I'm upgrading some music here and 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 getting this here done and blah blah blah." She's like, "Oh, that's that's cool. You know, go ahead, enjoy yourself." And I mean, it's just it, she watches the games with me and she goes. You know, she celebrates when I get a, a catch. Like it's such a beautiful experience that you get to involved in when your family supports. And that's what we always say. Like Mel, Jacob, and myself, when we talk, we always thank our wives <clears throat> because we're like. Yeah. You're allowing us to, to enjoy this. You're allowing us to talk for two hours about a player. Like, I I, I, I kid you not, I spoke to my sister, right? Because you know we just drafted a QB. I, I asked my sister, who do you think I should go with? My sister don't know jack squat about football. But, I, 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 <laughs> but because my family sees that it's such a big part, you know, I have Portland stuff now. You know, I, I wear right. it, you know, a lot now. And... You know, my dad asked, "How's your team doing this year?" You know, you guys did better than that two and ten, and I'm like, "Yeah, we did better than two and ten, Dad." Like, <laughs> you know, so but that that piece is is unreplaceable. It's like you know, now my dad's kind of like, "Oh, that's a sweet jersey," you know, trying to give me hints to be like, "Yeah, well, I would want one too." And um, I mean, like I said, if it catch if it ever catches wind cam, it's going to be electric. It's going to be like night and day. And you are already getting some type of exposure. Like, yes, you know, like we talked about earlier in the show, you know, Justice bringing his community. And, and, and as small as it is, it's still a good chunk, like 12 people to bring in. That's no that's no joke, right? It, especially how our league is built to, to bring in 12 or if it's more, whatever it is, right? Like, that's pretty huge. So, you know, just people see what you have. And, and every time I ask any rookie or any member of this community, I always say, like, what do you enjoy most about this league? It's my favorite question to ask, and it always just seems to be the same. It's what I get out of it. You know, you allowed me to be a writer when I've always wanted to be a writer, or this league allowed me to be on broadcasting, and I never knew I had that talent, right? Or um, this league allows whatever it is, right? Like, it's just so cool to see that. So when it does catch fire, you know, that convention of 100 may be a convention of 2,000. Right, um, I think I think the future is bright for the SFL, and just going back, you know, the first time you and me really really talked was when I when I set up that appointment with you to talk about the history, and I told you, Cam, I I love the love to hear the history because it it, it kind of helps me see what you all had to go through as a rookie or as a person who comes into something of interest. I always research the hell out of it. Right, I always want to understand the inside and out. I want to understand the culture of it. I want to, I want to really be able to speak about it because I don't want to have a situation where a vet comes in and says, "Oh, look at you, rookie! You over here thinking you know stuff." Well, in season nine, you know, we we X Y Z happened, and I'd be like, "All right, cool. Well, yeah, I know about season nine, and I know about this, and I respect that, and thank you for pioneering that, or thank you for." going through what you went through you know thanks for the people who before discord and keeping that alive and the email system that was taken to do this or the teams that are now teams now who were other teams back then like i I do it so i can respect everybody from yourself to the oldest person in the sfl in the sense of being here i can relate i can understand i can really respect it and 
you know, again, what you have here is a great stuff. And, I, you know, I could probably talk all day about that section alone, but it is honestly, once this catches fire, who knows, Cam? You know what I'm saying? You're going you're gonna to be someplace and be able to really enjoy this even more. And, and, and like you said, you, you could be making money anywhere else, but imagine if you made money doing this as something that you really didn't even see that happening. That would be awesome. Right, and and then to help you be able to create, uh, how do I always put this? Generational wealth is what I always say. It. You're giving something. If you ever have a, a, a family, you're able to give that to somebody. Hey, look, I, I have a company, and it's X Y Z, and you just you could ba- basically give somebody the NFL. Back in when the NFL was in the nineteen nineteen whatevers, twenties, thirties, yeah. you were playing that. So um, I, I think again, you know, it's really awesome what we have here. Can truly is so uh, the network stuff. So I, we only have really 23 minutes of this podcast before they say, "Hey, you you aren't part." You know, they won't hear this anymore. So I do want to get to some other questions beforehand. But let's talk about that network real quick. So you spoke about that on the commissioner's, you know, uh, chat, right? Where you said, "Hey, we're trying to get some network deals done and everything else." So what is, what is that exactly? Like, what is that going to exactly be? And what is the vision for that type of situation? Yeah, we've been trying to do this for a long time, right? Do you remember Estelle and Arrakis? Yeah. Right? The, the, with uh, with BitCentral and all them. Now, the idea behind that was you can curate content 24-7, right? And, and if you've got people watching, then you can accumulate advertising for that. Now, that was crazy because we set up all the infrastructure for that. Right. And then like two weeks later, TV calling was like, hey, you want to put your content on TV in front of, you know, in, in 65 million households or whatever. And here we are sitting here yeah. with a 24 seven network. But the only place it was on was our website. <laughs> so it's like, well, it's kind of this stinks like we can't do both. You know, I mean, we, we got to put a focus somewhere and we kind of have to abandon this, you know, um, and that's. That's a perfect example of, like, you know, life changes and you, sometimes you don't have any control. You know, you just kind of have to roll with the punches. But, you know, we've been trying to do this for a long time because we have more content than anybody. We have 4,000 hours of on-demand content. We produce so much content. And that's just the league office, right? That's not all of... Dave's 103 episodes and all of Ashley's 146, I think, podcasts or something like that. And that's not all of your episodes. I don't know how many you're on now. It said 200-something on the thing, but I think you were using the channel for something else back then. But, yeah. I mean, there, there's there's so much stuff, right, That that is just sitting out there, right? And And – in this day and age with, uh, you know, what's called OTT platforms over the top, which is basically digital channels, right, that, that, that are hosted on, the di- on digital networks like Roku and Zumo and all the places that you might watch an SFL game right now, right? FTF, Next Level on cable satellite, yeah. you know, all that stuff. That's that, you know, those are 24-7 sports content networks, but... You know, anybody, as long as you have an understanding of the marketplace, right, and you know how to market a television channel and you know how to run commercial breaks and you know how to, 
you know, how to schedule material so that you can offer an entertaining product, right? So that it's easy to follow along. It's easy to watch a bunch of stuff. You don't just run a marathon of Inside the SFL with GM Nelson Lozano. <laughs> After about four hours, you'll even turn it off because you're like, I can't yeah. listen to myself anymore. Like you, so, so you gotta, you, you know, you, you have to structure things in a way that people are going to be very entertained. And if you know how to do all that stuff, which is totally in our wheelhouse, right? Then all it is is infrastructure and distribution. So you have yeah. to build the infrastructure that costs money. Now you can either mm-hmm. partner up with someone like we have, right? We've partnered with FTF and Next Level, and basically that takes the money out of our hands. We don't have to worry about paying uh, anybody, but it also means that we don't get the money back that we could, right? Yeah. They're taking the risk. So and, mm-hmm. and so on behalf of that, we don't reap as much reward. Well, for us, right? If you want to take that risk then you can reap the rewards if it's structurally sound. So you have to build the infrastructure, and then you have to get the distribution. Then every single digital network that you get on costs money, right? So, you, yeah, hey, you want a Roku channel? You pay, get on Roku. Hey, you want a channel on Zumo? You pay, get on Zumo, right? So it, so, so there's all these um, different platforms and di- different distribution channels that that you have to get on to and you know right now we're in the exploratory phase and we've even had had a uh management team content management team that runs networks like this approach us to say hey would you like us to run this network right so it's like okay well now you know let's go down this avenue to see uh what's going on we did i did tease in the past a new channel right that was interested in airing sfl games a new tv partner and stuff that did not pan out so you will not see any of that but ftf and nxt return for this season it's the same format um saturdays on nxt sunday ftf three and a half hour blocks me and mike st green kicking it with you all day long although uh the first few weeks of the season um he'll have a sub because uh, he's out on vacation but um but uh no, I mean, that's that's kind of what we're looking to do because we have the content. The content is not the issue, and we know how to do live programming because we've yeah. been doing live programming, you know, all these years. So we know how to run our own network, what it takes to run our own network, the things that we need, the stuff that we have to do. And honestly, outside of the initial setup work, you know, that's that's what you pay companies for, right? They're going to they're gonna manage the day-to-day. They're going to make sure that things are running smoothly that people are seeing content you know all that type of stuff but um it's kind of right in front of us you know the the world is our oyster um and it's not something you're going to see pop up next week or anything i mean this takes it takes a long time we're talking six to twelve months you know of, of prep and setup and execution and all this other stuff but it could be a big thing for uh monetizing our own content and then monetizing, uh, you know, our content within the league, um, and yeah. getting, you know, getting some people some extra exposure, because again, that distribution, I mean, if you're on everywhere, you're going to hit channel servers eventually. Yeah. You know, there's only if, if you go to Zumo, there's only you know maybe 150 channels or so. Well, if you've never been on Zumo. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to scroll through to see what they got. And that's going to happen more and more and more as people get smart TVs, as people, you know, cut cords um, and and all that stuff, right? You're going to get these new 
customers to digital, then they're going to be channel surfing, and we want to be on TV yeah. when they are doing that. And right now, you know, we're on seven hours. So seven hours out of what's 24 times seven, Nelson? You know, 100 and whatever. Okay, um, man, I know I was doing math out here. 156 hours? So yeah, some, something like that. 158, 160, something like that. But we're only on seven out of those, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a needle in a haystack already. There's billions of channels out there. Now we're even a smaller needle in the haystack because we don't have the our own network so it's you know it's a big part of the evolution of our brand and if we didn't have the content we would be stupid to do it but we have the content we could we could have a championship marathon and not show those games again for two months because we just have so much other stuff we can show right so it, it's um it's definitely something that we're we've kind of shifted our focus to um, in, in kind of that next effort to, um, you know, to generate revenue from other places and prove to the marketplace that people watch our stuff, right? Because if we can consistently get hundreds and hundreds of viewers on, onto watching content, that's proof to sponsors, right? That this, this has staying power and legs and people are going to see your ads, right? And the target demographic for your product is somewhere in our league because we got about every demographic you could possibly want in our league. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, how we're all connected, I always talk about the walks of life. Everybody comes from so many different places in this league and we all connect over the content that we have here, right? And, you know, I always talked about my vision for this is like, because we have so much different type of content, right? We got now the Swamp Talk. We have this show, which is a, is different, right? Uh, Dave Axe's show is different. Um, Ashley Jackson's is different. Coach Craves is different. Um, there is there's just a new one that Louisiana put out uh, by the Bayou, I think it, it is, right? Or or, yeah. or you, you know you have that. Um, you had Doug Doug Brown do his SFL pod. So. I hope I didn't miss anybody, right? I'm just trying to get to everybody, right? There was even one time when Kramer Jackman did a show. So there's so much content that is that can be out there that I always feel like if we have a way to have it be there, like we always talked about, if we can be out there as much as possible, somebody will stumble upon us, right? And if we were a way to centralize that and say, hey, we have these shows lined up, you now have something that, yeah, that is yours that you could say, hey, these are exclusive for the SFL, these people. And now you're selling like, hey, you're not you're not just selling a community. You're not just selling a product. You're also selling content. And like, hey, look, if you decide to pick us up, you now have access to all these content creators. And we want to try to get them on air and try to get them to be front and center so now like a espn right you go on espn it's all circled around sports so you're gonna have some documentaries in there right and we've seen some great documentaries in the past i mean i always talk about that documentary and i give demon props because he he gave me an inspiration to one day and i you know call you know money wise and, and, and hardware restrictions has restricted that but i wanted to have a type of press conference type of situation that we do after before games and after games just like you would have in the nfl right 
to speak to, to Mel Davis and, and say, Mel, you know, what's the game plan going on? How was practice this week? You know, have real type of reporters get on there to ask us questions. Now, again, right. I hope nobody takes that idea from me, right? But if they do, kudos to you. I'm restricted by my hardware. Hey, that, yeah, but you mentioned it so late into this thing that only the super diehards of inside the SFL are really, uh, really going to be <laughs> sniffing around your idea. So you did good to push it all the way to the back. To um, the you, know, you don't do that in the yeah. first 30 minutes now. So you're a smart man. <laughs> No, but I mean, I'm going to tell you, you know, Cam, it's just what you have here, and and you say it, try to make it as realistic as possible, has always been my vision. You know, have, you know, conversations with Jacob in in the games and, you know, be able to interview them like they do in the NFL, right? And then have a news network type of, of show where we go live on air, you know, we have, you know, Mel Davis at the podium ready to answer questions and connecting those people like they're doing now, right? Like, if you know, I'm a big Washington football team fan. You know this, and you respect it, I know. Uh, hmm. When Ron Rivera goes Go on. on Zoom, <laughs> when he goes on Zoom, right? You've seen all teams have it. The head coach is on Zoom, and the reporters are asking questions through Zoom to that, and they're recording the head coach or whoever they're, they're, they're highlighting at that moment to, you know, answer the questions as they come in. So, you know, I'm seeing that. And I'm like, man, that'd be really cool to do. Now, I know not everybody's comfortable, but at least every team has a representative that speaks on their behalf, right? Maybe it's not the owner. Maybe it's not the GM. Not everybody's, you know, camera thing. And I would think that, again, as like real reporters, you know, you, you, you're, you're going to be very understanding of, of, your, of, of the person that's in front of you. So you're not going to ask them hardball questions that are going to, I don't know make somebody mad like that that's something that i, I can see us doing and and, and I, I always tell people I'm like one day it's gonna blow up one day we're gonna be there one day we're gonna have a network where it's just constant like after the game is done then boom you and mike st green and when mike is st green's done boom it's a documentary okay boom after that documentary boom maybe another rerun game that we haven't gotten to see you know whatever whatever right all right boom that's done all right now it's a sfl news time you know similar like sports center this is the sfl sports center boom 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 you know we go over the week's recap boom then another, you know what i'm saying like that would be and again takes money takes a lot of things from there but at least from my side that's where i envision you in your future eventually getting to where you yeah, have but that. i mean it is it is possible that's the point right it's not pie in the sky anymore it's a legit thing, and just just as you said, you put it perfectly now. So when you're going from from section to section, theme to theme, you know, content type to content type, there's so many different things, um, you know, to do, and it it's just a way to introduce your product to more people. It's just like, you know, how the NFL airs games on CBS. Well, they also yeah. have their own network too. Now they're careful, right? What, what do they do with the games on CBS? Why are they on CBS? Well, because their product is in such high demand that they give the best content, the games themselves, out, right? They distribute it out because the NFL can't, doesn't make as much money by having all their games on the NFL network. That makes no sense, yeah. right? So for us, uh, NXT or an FTF, that's still very important. Right to the yep. model because you you need a place where you can market your network, 
where you can yep. take a base of viewers and push them to a different place, right, to a different base. That's so much easier than just expecting everyone to show up at your network, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So, so what you're saying exactly kind of the, the methodology behind the strategy, right, which is find a place for all different types of content and then let's take our very best stuff and let's send that elsewhere and let's bring more people into our space into our community show them that no matter what time of day you are watching there is something there is something for you right mm -hmm. and that will um you know that that will help us grow um in ways that we can't imagine yeah you're right well cam we don't have much time on live air uh it looks like i have about eight minutes on this timer is what it's telling me so we didn't get to all the questions. You, you called this. You said, I know this is going to be a long show, right? But it's it, 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 <laughs> so I think you already put that in the universe for this to be this long. Um, but thank you. You know, I, I enjoy speaking with you. I always speak to you so openly. Um, and, and I always appreciate that about you. As, you know, as, as a commissioner of this league, you're, you're so welcoming. You are your own welcome wagon in a sense. And um you know, it's just I can go all day. We have still like five more questions on the board, but unfortunately, due to time, we're not going to be able to get there. So, as you five? know, I always do. Why are you Why are you lying to your audience? You got like twelve on here. There's, there's no five. Come on, man. Right, a little hey, bit more than all, five, right? All, all I know is All I know is is that every time I come on a show, all my episodes are long, which to me says that all the hosts just rabble on it can't be me there's no way that i talk too much uh, so you know just just clean it up man just clean it up you know it's it just again when you have the source you always are gonna want to get as much time from the source it's like talking to like a, a kung fu master in a sense like you're gonna ask the questions you're gonna take their time because you're like man this is the source right here this is this is the wealth of knowledge so you know, hey, again, I'm that and, too, man. I'm a, I'm a kung fu master too. So <laughs> didn't know that, right? Maybe that's why you're so quick no. to doing this show by yourself. You just got those uh, <laughs> wax on, wax off I'm, skills, you know? <laughs> I am not. I am not. I uh, if yeah, if I if I didn't have a life where I worked from home, I would probably get beat up in all the alleys. <laughs> I yeah, I I wouldn't be able to handle it. Ah oh, man, well. Like I said, Ken, before we, we get off air, I just want to give you last thoughts. You know, the floor is yours. This is Cam's Corner, right? I'm stamping that now. Tell Dave, tell Ashley, Coach Crave, any content creator, if they try to take this idea from me, that <laughs> it's going to be some, some issues, right? Because, again, it, it's it, it's just it's a lot of fun, right? And, and, you know, I do want to give you your homage. You know, you used to have your own podcast. Um, at one time, which, you know, um, I, I was really hoping you would continue. Maybe it would make these conversations a lot less because a lot of information would be in those. Don't, don't do you, that. Why you got to do, do a good that job with the what? No, but you do a good job with the commission, the commission chats. So the commission chats also give that ability for people to kind of take a look into, you know, uh, what's happening in the SFL and then be able to ask you directly so you're able to answer that as well, right? So, 
by all means, it's not a, a, a production podcast like you had at that time, but you still find some way to connect with the with it there. So, um, you know, the, the last thoughts are yours, Cam. You know, what do you want to share with the community? Four minutes. So, what, the floor is yours. Go ahead. What, what's the last thoughts you want to share? All right. If you're coming to the convention, right? You got you got to go to Whataburger. It's 12 minutes away from the convention, mm-hmm. all right? You, you got to go to Bucky's. That's eight minutes away. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to go far, you know, but you got to hit some Texas staples. Bucky's is a gigantic convenience store, and you say, what, that's so stupid, and then you walk in, and then you see all the, all the, uh, the meat labels. cuts and the sandwiches and all the Bucky mm-hmm. labels and the cheap gas, and you go, holy crap, this place is awesome. Um, so, so make sure that when you get down that you go – to those two places um and and i gotta say nelson when i turned left to get to the resort i was like hyped and i wasn't even staying there that day it is a beautiful <laughs> like short little drive from like the main street road to the yeah. resort area um it is i mean just palm trees and flowers just everywhere it's so well laid out so thought out it is a, it's a beautiful area um and uh you know i'm 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 just i'm so pumped for the season and so pumped i mean the convention is the stamp on what's going to be a brilliant um brilliant convention and uh and a brilliant season um i'm just so optimistic uh i can't wait uh, to see these teams back on the field it's going to be really terrific thanks for the yeah. time yeah, no. Look, Cam. Whenever you want Cam's corner to come up, you just hit me up, and we'll we'll make the time. I just I just know whenever I do it, don't book any other guests because if you do, they're never gonna be on air. Um, and it, you know, yeah. I mean, we appreciate your time, you doing this, right? You you give so much to this league to give even a little bit extra to go into a content show, and you support us all, um, every single one of us, and every single show you're on. Yes, it is goes very long. But it's just because we, we really do enjoy talking to you and that uh, you have fun with us, you know, like we have fun with you. So it just ends up going long like that normally. But again, whenever you want to be on, like I always said, you're, you're more than welcome to. And this will be patented every time you're on. It's going to just say Cam's Corner. And that means that the, S- the, the SFL commissioner will be on and speaking about whatever you, you want. But again, thank you, Cam, for for everything you've done thank you for everything you're going to do um you know it's it's always great you take this time and really share that knowledge and what always pumps me up about this league camp to be honest with you is just always hearing your future plans and the things that you're getting involved whether they come out to fruition or not it doesn't matter you're at least taking the you know taking the hit and trying to you know knock it out of the park one day so again you aim for for the fences so really great thing so thank you again for joining me tonight cam and then again enjoy your uh july 4th i hope you have a really great weekend same to you nelson thanks it had been five months been too long <laughs> it has been. It definitely has been. So we'll, we'll we'll figure out again when to do this again. But have a good night. All right. It's you too, Nelson. Night. Night. So again, shout outs to Cam. Right. Every time he's on here, we we go on for sessions, and it's always fun. Shout outs to our brand new QB of the future, OJ Bruin, for joining me as well. And any of the listeners who stood on to hear the rest of Cam, I, I couldn't do this without you, man. Like, honestly, seeing folks call in and 
just wanting to listen to the rest of it just means the world to me. So again, uh, thank you for joining me. Have a very safe July 4th weekend. Um, you know, listen out for other content. Swamp Talk on Thursdays, it, you know, gets sent to you. Ashley Jackson Show on Thursdays. Dave Axis on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Not sure what Coach Craven is, but look out for Coach's Corner. Um, and we talked about um, some of the new podcasts that are coming out. So stay tuned. Appreciate it. I'll see you on Monday on the SFL Audible. I am your host and favorite GM, Nelson Lozano. And you have a great weekend. Good night.